You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. You're louder than me. I don't like it. I think we got plenty to talk about. Especially because I'm probably going to mad dash edit this and get it out by Friday. (laughs) Sounds good. So it'll be timely so you can talk about your show coming up. What do I have? Oh, yeah, Josh Carter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> Something good for ya. Everybody and welcome to this week's this week's episode. Who knows about next week? But this week we have one. <laughs> this week's episode hey, is something good for you. Hey, I heard you missed us. We're back. <laughs> I'm one of your two co-hosts, Alex Tiff, and sitting across from me as always is the one and only Captain Nunn. Hello. And it is October, which means if you're signed up to our Something Good Patreon, which hey, yeah, the main feed may be dry, but on the Patreon, since you pay us, we have not let anything slip under the radar. And in fact, we have had a bunch of Halloween content coming out this month, and we've got a good Halloween episode coming up in a few weeks on the main feed, so stay tuned for that. It's patreon.com slash something good network. Sign up for only a dollar a month. And to continue with that fun Halloween spooky tradition, we have returning spooky man himself. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to He's make it so as weird spooky. as possible yeah. for you. <laughs> it's like I'm just staring you down. Very like scary. <laughs> Jared Wooten from the body bags. Yay, look at me. <laughs> or, it's, it's listen good, to me. It's good to have guest, Jared. It's, it's good to have you back, buddy. It's good to be back, guys. <laughs> We're, we feel a little more comfortable on mic now. It's been a good bit of time past, so you yeah. know, just kind of keep it flowing a this bit more. Actually, I hope a Wolfman Records uh, roster uh, meeting Ooh, yeah. uh, I'm actually uh, taking meeting of the minds. I'm actually just taking down minutes. So, listeners, you're just sitting in on a meeting. Uh, yeah, that's really all this is. Nothing interesting is going on. <laughs> We're just going to talk label bullshit. You just got to put up with us, and I'm just going to record it, and I'll put the the meetings up uh, via or the minutes up via email afterwards. <laughs> Sounds yes. good. Yeah. This, by the way, the show is sponsored by Hobo Wolfman Records. Check them out online, hobowolfmanrecords.com. And holy shit, Jared just fucking cobra kind a fucking no, gnat in I the didn't room. Get it. I tried, <laughs> tried to get it. <laughs> Cat's been doing that shit for days on Like, seriously, we were watching a, uh, a Halloween special of one of our podcasts we like on TV earlier. And I'm just sitting here, and all of a sudden, I just see out of the corner of my eye. And just smack the shit out of the fucking couch. And I'm like, bro. He's like, I saw, I saw a bug. <laughs> Why you gotta let everybody know that we're nasty? I swear we're not nasty, listeners. What? It's a fucking bug. We keep the doors open. I swear we're clean. For the most part. <laughs> Jared's looking around going, yeah, I'll, um. It's kind of clean in look, here. Look, take, uh, look at my Instagram later. We'll have some proof. <laughs> the big Not dust big. pile over there on that table. <laughs> Shut up. Probably, pr- probably spray paint. We lit, we lit a candle. <laughs> Considering a we lot fancied of, this bitch up. Was that a cherry Dr. Pepper candle? <laughs> no, it's witch's brew from Yankee Candle, goddammit. I don't know, man. Considering a lot of dude places I crash in every now and then, I'm pretty proud of the way we upkeep things as far as cleanliness. I would would say it's really clean. I would say our key to whatever this is, is we don't mess shit up. (laughs) 
we don't kind of touch anything in here. Yeah. It's kind of everything here is just decoration. If it gets sat there, more than likely it'll sit there for a full month before either one of us really touch it. So, but at the same time, it's not really cluttered. So it's no, like once all. it gets like to that kind of clean aspect, it kind of just stays there. Yeah. <laughs> Only because again, we don't fucking touch anything. It's just like if it's not on the TV or not on doing something on the computer or the podcast. Or yeah, really. Our bedrooms. Or the records, which get put away almost as soon as you're done with it. Outside of me, I'm a fucking. I usually wind up leaving one out. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> our bedrooms are our fucking offices these days. So gotcha. it's just kind of like a, <laughs> where we stay holed up half the time. And that's where the mess is. <laughs> that's the mess <laughs> that's the I have the clean clothes in the hamper pile and the dirty clothes next to it no 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 the clean clothes are in the basket that way they don't get on the floor and get dirty gotcha but then the dirty clothes surround the basket like a moat like it's protecting it <laughs> and then eventually Something when I run out pass. of the clean clothes I go alright guys it's time for you to go in here and then I take them downstairs to give them a wash and then I feel good because I'm just like alright sweet I cleaned up my room kind of i got all the dirty clothes up and i washed them now i'm gonna put them away then a couple hours passes after the fucking wash and dry load finishes and you're just like i'll do it in a few hours because now i'm in the middle of editing something possibly but then you'll forget you'll uh, forget yep then i'll forget (laughs) or continually put it off and then sure enough now we have the clean clothes hamper again now with the dirty clothes mode around it i had a roommate that would forget like for days Leaving oh, clothes in the washer and dryer. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. I, yeah. I've, I've only forgotten uh, that I left my clothes on the wash once because it, just, it took forever to get that shitty mildew smell oh, yeah, out of it. It'll go quick. Yeah. We no. leave ours in the dryer at my house sometimes, and then I have a basket of clean clothes that has been sitting there for probably five months now, probably since March. And I just keep putting the new stuff on top. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like cycling through. I was was thinking about that today. I've been wearing the same shit for like weeks now because I wash the stuff that I wear (laughs) and then it goes to the top of the basket. I'm like, okay, well this this is where my clothes are. So (laughs) I just take I have like all this fucking, all these other outfits that I can, can wear, but I'm, I'm just wearing the same five outfits. And I woke up this morning and threw on my cleanest dirty shirts. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I also set myself up bad because for a guy, I have a lot of clothes. Like in, in reality, after seeing a lot of girls' closets, no, I don't have a lot of clothes. <laughs> but for a dude, I have a lot of fucking t-shirts. I have a lot of t-shirts too. Yeah. Oh, dude, my wardrobe is just all from merch tables. Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of set myself up bad to where until I run out of socks. I don't technically have to do laundry. Yeah, <laughs> I've way. always got a new shirt yeah. I can wear. I may not be necessarily one I want to wear, but hey, I bought it. That means I like it. I'll wear it for the day. Yep. <laughs> That's one thing that bummed me out about this year with uh, no shows, or one of the many things that bummed me out is that I couldn't buy new t-shirts this yeah, year. Yeah, new t-shirts or new music. I was bummed because I always at least take it on this aspect. I got my vest all dolled up and all fucking good looking and shit because we were getting ready for the album release and I'm yeah. just like, I kind of I guess I haven't really thought about it, but I, this kind of dawned on me when I was getting my vest ready back in March is in the back of my head, I kind of took a Kiss approach with the band. So with Kiss, every two records, they change their costumes. 
So, because you see photos of Kiss, they're always kind of wearing slightly different yeah. gear. So every two albums, essentially, they kind of change their costume and their get up some to the point now where, you know, if people still pay attention to them, every couple years or so, rumors will start flowing and be like, oh, are they, are they going to do some new costumes? And usually they do just to kind of keep up the tradition. Yeah. In the back of my head, I realized, I was like, fuck, we kind of did the same thing with the fill-ins because the time is now was the work shirt era yep. and everything else. And then No Love Lost uh, kind of had the, oh, that was the uh, the t-shirt with the circle bowl. Yep. And then with the never heard of them, it was that, but just like, as long as there was a circle bolt on you kind of thing. And, I, and it's, that's kind of... I'm gonna. That's going to be modified slightly moving forward, but still that to an extent. I was going to say the little bit that you guys did with these songs and the record. I know you did a lot with the record, but uh, leading up to it, there was more of like a little like glam flare, right? And, and so kind of accentuate that a little bit more with the look. And I was thinking about that as I was putting the cheetah print underneath the <laughs> underneath the circle bolt on my vest and yeah. surrounding it with the studs and all that. I was just like, shit. I'm kind of doing the same thing. It's like we we update the gear with every album or so. I think all of us kind so of. So I was disappointed during the shutdown because I had bought like all this new stage clothes and like updated my gear and all this shit. Oh, and I yeah. hadn't been able to wear it. <laughs> I even bought a jacket off a of day from Wildlife. Hadn't been able to use it. <laughs> Just gotta throw it on and take some pictures for Instagram, dude. I'm not that dude, though. Like, like seriously, because because uh, I, I even posted. Uh, I've I've got those. Uh, the the one splurge I did is I got the Paul Stanley Pumas. Oh, yeah. and it's like and I posted those the other day. I was just like, I wish I had a reason to wear these again. And you even sent me a message, Jared. You were just like. Yeah. It's Thursday, so that's the reason, man. Yeah, just wear just do them. it. And I'm just like, <laughs> but I'm not that guy. If I don't have somewhere to go, I don't feel like putting on the extra. Sometimes when there's nowhere to go, you just got to put it on and wear it around the house. Yeah, I guess. I just I feel go, weird doing that, though. I just, go, I just go around wearing just all denim all day, every day anyway. <laughs> I got the hair. I might as well lean into it at this point. <laughs> well, here. I'll, actually, I was thinking about this when I was talking about it as a segue. I've kind of noticed that with the body bags a little bit. Um and something that uh, Tony, because I've been working a little bit more with him with his whole brain selling, and we have a new podcast out called Wine and Wealth, available on podcast networks everywhere. It's very different, so I don't know if our listeners will like it or it's not. It's good, though. I enjoy it's it. It's different, though. If you want to hear a completely different side of <laughs> the things I'm interested in, that's not, check that show out, Wine and Wealth. And I still and need to check it out. And it's, it's, not, it's, it's interesting. I'm not just saying that because we're buds and roommates and bandmates and all that. It's legit good, so check it out. Well, because Tony's the star. I just, I basically... Hearing you two banter about it, though is what makes it well I, I equate it to the Joe Rogan thing where it's like people are going to show up for Tony it's definitely Tony's show but but he'll throw it off to me every so often to be like hey go look this up okay. <laughs> or you know oh what do you think about this so you're going to be young Jamie <laughs> yeah basically he, he's, he's joked and called me Jamie a couple times so yeah that's, that, hilarious. That, that's, that's my role on it but it's still stuff that's very fascinating to me but uh, that's something Tony and I were talking about on our way to the office is that um, Body Bags has kind of slowly moved away from having such a, so much of a horror look yeah. you still keep the songs you keep yeah. the imagery in the uh, with the artwork and the album covers and such like that but the only the last time I can remember y'all dressing up this year excluded is the Halloween shows yeah. during Halloween you guys still really do it up because yeah. that's expected yeah. but for a regular show you guys get up there I mean of course um um Oh, God, as, you, soon, as soon as I was about to say, 
uh, Dusty. Uh, of course, Dusty has his, you know, vest and everything. He's the front man. He's got to yeah. be a little flashy. But, you know, everyone else just kind of hops up there in their jeans and T-shirts. Yeah. You know, was that kind of a conscious idea or? I'm kind of. I mean, when I first joined um, back in 2013, they, they did the makeup and yeah. I was very, I was very against, <laughs> very against makeup. I just don't like, I don't like creams and I don't like lotions and shit like that. Yeah. So uh, I was like, I don't want to deal with it. Um, I did it a couple times, not trying to be like a you know a downer with them, but we kind of just moved away from it. And um, I think I only caught like one or two shows y'all did with the makeup. I caught a few because Tony was always a fan. Uh, he liked Kyle yeah. and uh, he liked Dusty and all of them. So I wound up catching a few body bag shows just because I was living with Tony at the I time. I think when I joined, I think I think the first two or three shows we did the makeup. Uh, they did it the first, my very first show in October 2013. Mm-hmm. All four of them like painted their faces for. It was like it was kind of around Halloween. It was a zombie walk in uh, Salisbury. I remember that actually. Yeah. Um. We played one of those with uh, no power, no crown. Yeah. But then a few shows after that, I, I did it. Like I said, I did a couple face paints here and there. But once uh, we had the big changes, like Chris coming back and it just being a four piece. Uh, 2015 we just stopped kind of doing it and just were like you know wear what you want to wear mm-hmm. most of the time we're wearing like a like a, a band tee or uh, just all black right um, and then now it's it's kind of it's kind of a conscious decision it's like Dustin every once in a while will be like hey I'm wearing this what are you guys wearing yeah or you know we'll be like hey everybody wear you know we're all blacker. Yeah. I like um, a unified look with the band though. Yeah. I think it, it, it makes it look more like a band. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and that's, and that's the other thing too, is I really, and I'm really happy you guys even kind of think about that because a lot of people see that as like too vain mm-hmm. to like put that kind of thought into it. But it's like, no, it's a band. Yeah. Look at any band you like. They put a minute into their cost, like their yeah. get up, you know, whatever Most it people is. have like a persona that they, they kind of like portray on stage, even if it's just like uh, them changing their outfit and playing in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the one the one thing that we have is it's even though it might just be like jeans and a, a band tee, yeah. we're all in jeans and a band tee. Like we right. all have a similar look. It's not like one dude's wearing a suit and you know uh, with a tie and shit, and then one guy's wearing you know. <laughs> Overalls. It's not like it's not like it's not like super out there, but I mean, there, there is a, a bit of a collective, and right. What kills we try me, things out. What kills me or is uh, seeing the bands that have like uh, three guys in jeans, whatever, and like say the bass player is just wearing like cargo shorts, yeah, and socks up to his uh, <laughs> knees. Yeah, that shit drives me crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I when it comes to any band, like sure in the fill-ins, I may have a little bit of a visual style and idea where I want to go, but for any band. I can't do the shorts. I, I, I can't abide shorts in any I remember band. you telling me when I was in the band years yeah. ago, you were like, <laughs> I, I don't really drum. want shorts. I was like, I guess I can buy some jeans. And then I played one show in shorts, and you're like, that's okay. And then I was like, hey, man, I bought some jeans. And you're like, it's okay if you wear shorts. And I just thought it was really funny. Cause <laughs> well, because it was a situation of I saw how fucking miserable you were in it. And I'm just like, ah, what the fuck? Because most of the time I'm, I'm miserable just like, even in, in general, even in, shorts. <laughs> even in shorts, like I, I, just, I sweat a lot. I'm just I'm a miserable yeah. person. <laughs> I still think drummers can get away with shorts, especially in like fast yeah. rock and roll and shit like that. 
As long as they're not wearing flip flops or anything like I, I that. I can't do flip. I, I'll do it at practice sometimes, but even then, I'm like, how am I, how am I playing right now? <laughs> I'll do barefoot or just socks, but it's it's hard to play in flip flops. <laughs> no, and, and that's it. I'll, I'll throw that one out there too. Fine, no sandals or fucking flip flops, bro. Yeah, no. Like, uh, no. <laughs> Unless you're Sammy Hagar, no sandals, no shorts. No, I, I, <laughs> practice is fine. If yeah, you I don't give a relaxed. fuck what you wear yeah. in practice. You, you not, can fucking show up in a Hugh Hefner robe. I don't yeah. give a shit. No, not, not for a not yeah. For be a comfortable show. for practice. Yeah, for sure. I don't give a shit. Unless we're taking photos that day, I'll send yeah. a message. Be like, hey, at practice today before we play, we're gonna mm-hmm. take some photos. No. You know, get 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 nice looking. Yeah. I'm just saying, but outside of that, no, I don't give a fuck what you wear to band practice. I'm just saying the only guys can get away with uh, wearing shorts are Sammy Hagar and Scott Ian from Anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Even Scott Ian. Scott Ian. That's what I was about to say. Although they, they, all, they all have that relaxed look and his is just a modified relaxed look. Like he doesn't really have the rest. It really of, is. It's like yeah. the rest of the band is like or at least you know for majority of their career it looked like they were all like the typical like thrasher looking yeah. guy and then he's just standing there in like fucking cargo shorts. And a, like a band tee. <laughs> no, and, and, and that's and I don't like that look though. It, it feels like like even someone like Scotty and I get that's kind of like his aura and that's kind of how he's always kind of had it. But man, if he just tightened up the t-shirt a little bit and threw on some fucking jeans, he would look cooler. Yeah. That's my thing. That's, that's not hardcore though, bro. Hardcore <laughs> is fucking shorts and basketball jerseys, man. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't. I never like that look, and that's a shame because I like the hardcore music. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like I was even showing Christian at a uh, last practice a band blood for blood it's one of the few hardcore bands i genuinely like but they've got that same look it's like rob trujillo and metallica i mean deadlock that did fucks too me up. <laughs> rob trujillo and metallica fucks me up every time because you got it's like that is an example of a band that everyone has like their own look mm-hmm. but it's not unified so for instance james he's kind of rocking his old 80s punk rock look again yep. he's got his old studded vest again with his you know patches now and it's kind of weird though because uh, Kirk is wearing like fucking like track suits and I, I was saying or like, like, I, like, like it's all I dapper see, sometimes I was saying yeah. I've been seeing them a lot more dapper with okay. button ups and like uh, almost like dress pants and shit okay so that kind of that's an interesting but interest- they do all have their own style though right and Lars he's just always up there in fucking shorts, shorts and, and a like, black shirt maybe a shirt if yeah Depending on the time. And lately, it's been a, he, yeah, lately it's been a, a shirt. shirt on. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about at least within past. Uh, within Did you get it? no, I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> at least within recent years, that's kind of like the look they've taken on. But then fucking Rob over there and his fucking basketball shorts and fucking jersey. Yeah. And I'm about to go play a pickup game. Yeah, right? I'm just like, no, dude. At least wear a fucking like button up Hawaiian shirt. You know, at least at least support at least in Hawaiian. I have no idea. I, I'm, I'm pretty really sure, sure he is Hawaiian because at least for a while I thought he was a. Uh, some sort of Latino, but I found out like he was more Hawaiian than Latino. But either way, just fucking like lean in. He's okay, skater dude. I know for a fact he's a skater yeah. dude. Yeah. Lean into that more. Yeah. You know, lean into your skater. And that aspect. world just kind of crosses over the short uh, wearing hardcore uh, guys and the skaters. I think uh, I was watching a doc where Henry Rollins was talking about the hardcore guys in punk going like. That was the era where the fuck yeah <laughs> got, 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 got a guitar. <laughs> no, but at the same time, you know, you do you, you do what you like. It's my opinion, yeah. <laughs> and it's wrong. Yeah, and it's r- as always, <laughs> you're wrong with Alex Stitt. <laughs> but no, talking about body bag stuff, though, uh, you guys do have a new release out. Yes, it's uh, called "Let the Bad Times Roll." I love. Who um, thought of that? 
I think it was Dustin. Um, we have a song. It's uh, the song uh, "I Want to Be Dead." Yeah. Um, there's a line that says, "Come on, come on, let the bad times roll." And he's he he sang it at practice. Um, it's one of the actual newer songs. It's only about a year old. Um, and uh, he was like, he's like, "What about that for a record?" T- uh, record title and i was like yeah it sounds sounds great yeah. um immediately i thought of the uh scene where patrick swayze gets out of the van and point break mm-hmm. and he's wearing the uh rock and it, roll yeah is it, is it nixon is it a, <laughs> yep. no, it was a reagan mask and he's like rock and roll and i was like dude i was like what about this and i mean it's actually in the song yeah yep. uh but uh immediately that's what i thought of because i mean I, I watched that movie all the time when i was a kid and Johnny Utah. I do love the album title though. Since I let the bad times roll, I saw that. I was just like, yes. It's a very like I don't know. It's a more rock and roll song, rock and roll forward song compared to some of the other songs on the record. So, and uh, did Dustin do the artwork on it? No, uh, Dismay Design. Uh, I think his name's Luke Dismay. Uh, Luke Dismay Design. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find him on Instagram. Okay. Dismay Design. But uh, he did the artwork for the Endless Ravenous EP. He did our non artwork. Um, he did the Let the Bad Times Roll. Okay. Because I knew because um, I knew he did sketches and stuff. Dusty yeah. did. So I just didn't know if like what he posted was mainly just like little quick sketches. But then like when it came to like an album cover, or, like a big piece he of art, like he'll he'll do like more refined, like yeah. sit there and focus on it, shit kind of thing. He had thrown some things out there, but um, one day I was just on Instagram like early one morning, and he I see that Luke dude. He posted it. He's like you know, uh, art for sale, and it's just the like punk rock looking zombie oh, coming out mm-hmm. of the yeah, yeah. out of like the graveyard and I was like immediately I'm like that screams let the bad times roll and I like I messaged everybody real quick I'm like hey I was like what do you what do you think and I was gonna I was gonna reach out to him and just have him commission something yeah but I was like I was like this seems to fit and then uh, I liked that it was a circle and that it wasn't just like a full a full um, art for you know, a full square or exactly whatever. Exactly right. I like that it had the circle to it, and mm-hmm. he threw our uh, logo on there, and um, he had some like I don't know what font it was, but he had something that had it was kind of had like slits through. It was like a uh, sunset looking. I know what you're font. talking about. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got like, that one. And I was like, hey, I was like, what font did you use? Could you just type in the the band of uh, the album name? And um, he's like, yeah. He, he threw it together and. Um, I I sent him the money and I mean we had it <laughs> within five minutes we had it so I mean it was, oh, yeah. it was pretty fucking cool. No, I really like the cover though. That's uh, lately Thank those you. those last two covers, uh, Endless Ravenous and uh, Let Bad Times Roll. Those Thank have you. been my favorite ones so far. And we did commission the first one, the Endless. Uh, Dustin had an idea. He's like, um, let me talk about like, um, an Endless Ravenous. So there's a line that says, 42 reasons." Um. And he had he had said for a while he thought it was really cool that like uh, wolf uh, wolves have forty two teeth, mm-hmm. so he wanted he wanted like a wolf skull and he was like he's like I'm thinking like, and he had he had sent some artwork with like uh, hourglass type things on yeah, it yeah. and he's like what did we think about this and and then he messaged that guy um, Luke and he was like hey man I just have this like base idea and he just threw out like like keywords like hourglass wolf skull reaper and, right. and he just tossed it together like in a few minutes and he was like here what about this mm-hmm. and i mean it, i really like the artwork for that we actually bought something else from him i haven't we haven't put anything out we're probably gonna make a shirt and maybe a um 
like a patch or something stickers um but we actually have another piece of artwork that we did buy from him that's just uh laying in wait right now isn't it great when you just have like a visual idea in your head and you ask someone to sketch it out and it's like within the first time or two you're just like oh my god yes yeah yeah that's exactly what i wanted it was literally (laughs) like the first thing he sent back to Dustin and Dustin's like fantastic. He sends it to me and he's like, "What about this, man?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "That's." I was like, I "Looks." I don't think we could pick anything better. Yeah. No, that's exactly what happened nice. with uh, Never Heard of Him. It's like I knew in in my head. I was like, I want it to be a situation where it's like it looks like an old diagram, you know, with like an ear missing. But mm-hmm. it's like I couldn't visualize how I wanted it done. Yeah. And then I was talking with John Bowman from the War Boys Mystery School Records. And I kind of pitched it to him. I was like, I said, never heard of him. I said, I, I want something like with a detached ear. I said, I just can't, you know, I can't really fully visualize it. And he was like, and I kind of told him about the old, you know, uh, hospital style textbook thing. He was like, oh, oh, he goes, uh, just have one side of skull. He goes, then have the other side, like the skin removed. And then the ears normal. And I'm like, oh shit yeah you're right you're right and then i hit up uh cj bones built by bones on instagram and i kind of gave him the rough idea i was like okay uh old visual diagram uh half skull uh half uh, skin tissue you know missing ear and that's all i told him i was like you know i said you know just kind of detailed i sent him maybe just a few diagram Mm -hmm. ideas being like you know kind of like this but you know i really don't know man i said you know kind of up to you i said you're the artist here you know (laughs) i'm a digital artist i take what you give me and make a finished product i need someone to draw it you draw this <laughs> and and dude sure enough he was like okay cool give, give me like a week or so i was like okay absolutely within a week he was just like how about this and he sent me what you see on the thing today i'm like dude yes <laughs> i was like okay let me just add a few more details and a week later he, it was like a lot more refined yeah. and really close you know final what you see but just i was just like holy fuck yes and it was just it was so satisfying to initially start with the i want to look like this and then bowman being like oh you know here's a different way to look at it i'm like oh yes perfect and then why don't we look like this hell yeah (laughs) and then then cj bones took that and was just like no no okay no i know what you really need and then like actually made it come to life it was just like yes i love working with creative people like that (laughs) i really like that artwork yeah, it's it's definitely my favorite so far, and uh, and same thing actually happened with Long Way to Go. I went back to a uh, CJ and uh, had it done with him, and um, That's with the that skull, right? Yeah, with that one though, I saw an image online that was looked perfect, mm-hmm. and but I couldn't find the artist to commission it, like or ask him if I could use it or anything. Like it was just a random image I found online, yeah. and in the back of my head, I went. We're unknown. No one yeah. fucking care. Why the fuck not? You know, if he finds out, I'll be like, yo, we didn't make any money on it. But you know, now that I know who it is, we can shout you out. You know, it's just like, <laughs> eh. I'll find the workaround. I found this. I sent it to CJ. I was like, hey, I said, I like this. I said, but let's change it. <laughs> I like this, but different. Yeah. And, and, we, and we changed just a lot of aspects to it. We changed the way he was looking. This and the other. I just, basically, I just sent it to him. I was just like, here's a visual representation of Long Way to Go. And like, and we swapped out some different things he was holding he was had a different cloak and a different skull style it's like we 100% made it our own but it was still a situation of you know we just needed something to really signify that but it just I couldn't find the dude yeah <laughs> That's just, his loss for not being available. Yeah. No, I will say, though, the, the one thing was, uh, I think in the original, he was holding a scythe. And I was just like, ah, 
I really want to use that, but that's like such a defining thing about his art. And I'm like, yeah. I can't use that. And that's why I told Chris, I was like, we can't use a scythe. I said, let's definitely get rid of that. But he got the sword and I was like, okay, the sword looks fucking cool. And, oh, yeah. and he added on to that. If you get, if you look closely, I didn't notice it the first few times, but he's actually has a metal glove on. Okay, that, that's holding the um, that's holding the um, he's uh, blade. It's a robot reaper. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like he added like that little texture to it too that I didn't notice right off. So that that was actually kind of cool. Name my next industrial awesome. band, Robot Reaper. <laughs> it's on the back of my jacket <laughs> now too. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah, that's your jacket with the. With that design okay, on it. I thought it, it was yeah. yours, but yeah, I no. saw it earlier. That was another thing. I was going to rock that for our release show, but that didn't yeah, happen either. He was, he was stressing that shit, man. He was just like, oh, I still don't have it yet. I was supposed to have it like a week ago. I still don't have it yet. And like days leading into it. I know, I was hounding my guy for it. And then, and then like a week before the show, he finally gets it. And he's like, yes, it looks fucking great. He like wore it around the house for like four days straight. <laughs> and then like the next week rolls around and it's like, show's canceled. And he's like, oh, God damn. <laughs> and I just cried in my room for hours. Is it printed or is it uh, embroidered? Stitched. Embroidered, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we, 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 we were ready, man. <laughs> we weren't fucking around. If you can't tell already, dude, we take the shit seriously. <laughs> but y'all have like a look and y'all got, y'all have y'all's um, art basically uh, embroidered and uh, set up, maybe not embroidered, but uh, set up on all y'all's uh, clo- stage mm-hmm. clothes and merch and everything yeah. too. Y'all have a vibe going on with mm-hmm. uh the designs that y'all uh, choose to use too. Yeah, trying yep. to trying to keep similar things going. I mean, we've even talked about what, the, like I said, the new the new artwork, and I'll show you guys in a little bit. Um, we've we've thought about maybe just tossing it, maybe taking like um, the album names off and making like cab covers. Ooh, um, yeah, nice. That'd be cool. Just keep like keep. I have the logo on my bass drum, but then everybody have a different piece of art like for their cap cover maybe i mm-hmm. thought about doing that well i did do that with uh eight by ten i used to yeah. roll around but i didn't want to roll around eight by ten anymore yeah. but i, but I, always I thought, blame you. donated oh, it to the rim i did but i always thought the eight by ten like a uh, grill cab design always looked really cool oh yeah, yeah. davy dirt had uh the betty page or uh in yep. the nurse costume i don't know if it was betty page but it was a model with the nurse costume okay. in his <laughs> that's pretty awesome dude no, I, I definitely want to do that. And it's like, I still have just the bullet hole on mine. I want to get the circle bolt, but it's like every time I go to the website to order it, I look at the price and I go, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> I bought a, we got uh, nowhere to take it to right now. So, <laughs> and, and that's why every time we get a new drummer, I'm just like, okay, I want the kick drum head back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we have one. <laughs> You're not keeping it. <laughs> I bought a, uh, a banner just for my, just for the band room, just for my personal use. Yeah. But it, I paid a little more than I wanted to, but it was, it was the cloth banner of the Ooh, uh, Endless, yeah. Endless Ravenous uh, EP cover. And it has the like uh, rivets, but it has little like metal brackets. Mm-hmm. See, that, that's my thing. Is I love having a banner. I just hate setting it up. Like we could we could set it up. I mean, it's it's relatively small. It's a three by three. Um, wouldn't be a, a great banner to have. Yeah. Maybe a, like a side side stage banner, not really behind us. But um, to me, though, at this point, after dealing with different types of banners with different bands, like not just the fill-ins, but mm-hmm. just different bands I played in and the banners they've had, and even going on tour with Annie Scene and like yeah. their d- different size banners and the way they have it set up. At this point, man, the only way 
I'm willing to have a banner in this band anymore. And I've looked it up online is way too fucking expensive. But at this point in my head, either a until I can afford people to do it for me and I don't have to worry about it or B I can afford this uh, piece of technology slash tool. We ain't having a fucking banner again. We're going to fucking do the drum heads and the skims and fucking do us, do us up. But it's uh, one of those retractable ones and you can get it with cloth inside like a matte cloth. That way it it doesn't uh, shine. But it retracts down into a feed at the bottom. Like a projector? Almost kind of. of Yes, but it comes down from the bottom instead from the top. And it's got an arm that lifts up from the side and you can stretch it out and you basically just grab the thing hook it on and stretch it up as okay. high as you want. That way there's no finding the place on the wall, yeah. no leveling it out because you've got the one that's, you know, side by side, you mm-hmm. know, and you've got to make sure it's absolutely level. You don't want it cockeyed <laughs> and all that shit. And you don't want uh-huh. the stiff one because it's like, where are you going to put it? Who's going to transport this thing? Yeah. And it's not like we're playing fucking arenas either. Yeah. We're playing but clubs. No, <laughs> this thing is like fucking 800 bucks though. And I'm like, I ain't paying $800 no. for a retractable fucking thing like that no no so not at all but if we had the budget i want to say if you came into some money maybe but uh, but 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 here's the other thing too though i started thinking about it and i'm like okay if i'm to the point where i'm going to spend 800 dollars on a piece of stage gear that means i'm already to the point where i'm willing to pay somebody and yeah. to do like the help set up the stage for me, a roadie yeah. or something, you get all kinds of stage props for I was that. Gonna say, bucks. I'm, I'm not going to be worrying about the damn projector at that point. <laughs> I already have in my head that I want to light up Circle Bolt behind us. Be Dude, cool, I, I'd, I'd be fucking paying someone oh, to fucking yeah. lift that heavy ass shit up and look, put it on the goddamn milestone wall. I don't care. Blind them. <laughs> Roll it in. <laughs> back to look like the big 70s fucking light up oh, logos yeah. they had. <laughs> I, I, uh, once we can walk back in there, I'll fucking measure it from the roof to the stage. I'll be like, Buck. <laughs> right there. That mirror that you have on that wall. Yeah. That's the size. <laughs> I'll be like, Buck, what's the height in here? <laughs> He'll be like, uh, fucking nine feet. Sweet. I'm bringing in an eight foot circle bolt. <laughs> you ain't ready. <laughs> it's just it's just gonna sit behind the dude. <laughs> do that would do that or the um... is that the name of your guys' next record? You ain't ready. <laughs> you ain't ready. You ain't ready. Something like that or like uh, what uh, Light Machines did one time with uh, with their lights. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, with the uh, foot switch. The foot switch, yeah. yeah. That's okay. always cool. But no, ever since we played that one place, the Firmament, uh, that was in South oh, Carolina. yeah, with the LED screens. Oh, yeah. yeah, they had LED screens up, and I wasn't going to bother the dude, but Cap was just like, fuck it. <laughs> Doesn't hurt, hurt to ask. Well, because I was already kind of annoyed with the day anyway, so I was just like, I just want to get up there and fucking play, dude. But he was just like, no, fuck it. He walks over <laughs> to the sound guy and asks if he can change the image up there, and he had him pull our uh, logo off the uh, website, just the bolt, and um, he put those up on the screens, and I just kind of sat back, looked at it, and I went... That looks pretty cool. Yeah, looks great. Okay, now I know what I want for the stage. Yeah. <laughs> now that I can visualize it. I can see body bags doing things like that with like s- stage fucking uh, decorations, kind of yeah. like what Misfits did on these reunion shows and yeah. shit like that. I was going to say, y'all had a graphic online of gravestones with y'all's last names on them, I think. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Um, That would be pretty fucking cool for a banner or just having something that Props kinda, on stage. Prop, yeah, prop on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of I haven't s- thought about getting like that, but having it like split it to where it's just maybe two gravestones on like the left side, it kind of just covers up the amps, but 
it's like um, sheer enough to where it's not going to block any sound, but it it could be like two gravestones mm-hmm. with that like lighting effect on it or whatever, and and then you have the name with the drum in the middle. Honestly, well, something I just thought about. So you know that um, that kind of green mossy material that you can get from like craft stores and stuff. Yep. They also have it kind of like in a dark uh, brown kind of color. Mm-hmm. If you had the gravestones, this would only work in a larger place. Well, I guess it would even work in like Tommy's or the Milestone, depending on how y'all set up the amps. Mm-hmm. But put some of that around the drum kit and yeah. have the uh, the have two on one side of the kit, two on the other side of the kit in between the amps. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of almost kind of catty cornered, almost kind of like staggered in the uh, in the drum kit area, yeah. and then that way you could even put the uh, you could use that to mask lights. At that point, you could even have lights around the kit, and you could add more ambiance to you. That is really a fucking cool idea. Dude. We kind of did. <laughs> kind of did something like that. It wasn't the. It was like this like cloth webbing. Yeah, we I know what you're last, talking about. We did it last Halloween at Tommy's Pub, and then I had. Uh, just to give us that one. some uh, a little bit of like ambience, uh, mm-hmm. I had some white and blue um, rope lights stuffed into my kick drum. I remember that now, yeah. No, and I think that stuff's really cool. And I think especially because, well, I mean, who the hell knows by the time we're able to get back out there and play shows again. But I was always under the thing of if you're paying money to a show. What 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 did I just say? Show. Give mm-hmm. them a show. Give them a visual experience. Yeah. And I mean, and I think that's why we've always gravitated to like the Fireball shows because he gives us an experience. Even yeah. the, even the new ones at the Milestone. It's it's a mix between like different kinds of bands and dancers and yep. sideshow. It's like it's an event. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like why can't you make any local show an event? You know, put if you're a band, put a little bit of time and effort into the stage. You know, it's like it's like, entertainers. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're there to entertain. Give them, give them something fun to look at at least. You know, and mm-hmm. and that's what I've always dug about the body bags. Is even though you guys don't do as much dress up anymore, you still have the vibe on stage. You still have the gear. You know, the the kick drum still has the logo on it. Yeah. You know, when when y'all play, there's still a vibe. You know, it doesn't feel like four guys just rolled out of bed and started playing music, even though, like you said, unified look still, you know, you still look like a band. You put at least two seconds of thought into it. And that's what I've always dug about you guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, we, um, the, uh, unified look is, it's coming up more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with rock bands. Yeah. So we're trying to, we're trying new things and. We have a we have a couple ideas with the unified look. Might might not be the standard thing or what you might expect from us, but we are looking to do a couple things once we get back out there. Well, I mean, not even with just the look. I would say even musically, you guys have kind of progressed some. Uh, I would say you you're not just strict kind of you know loud punk rock anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what would you say? Kind of the elements are kind of being brought in because I have a few in my head, but um, like musically, where yeah. I mean, it's punk rock I man like general like rock and roll i mean there's more of like a rock and roll kind of vibe i was gonna say I, I recognize there's a lot more riffing um, in it yeah um and then um try to do some like kind of more catchy kind of things mm-hmm. um play on like not really play on words but just kind of um oh got hooks yeah i guess I guess you say hooks, yeah. Actually, it, hearing you talk, it kind of made it clear to me, you guys are focusing on the songwriting more. Yeah. You're, you're not just going, hey, I've got a riff. Oh, I've got some lyrics. Okay, cool, we have a song. Yeah. It was, I've got lyrics, I've got riffs. 
okay, cool. What can we do with this? Yeah, and we have like, I'd say at least 10, like, almost finished songs, but we still, we're not like super satisfied with them. Right. That we've just come back to over the years. Um, I think that's a good system to have. And we have one that went from, I mean, it was going to be like a slow song. It was, uh, it was going to be a slower song and it's, it's worked its way into being like, kind of like a, more of like a faster, like thrashy kind of sounding song. Well, something I even noticed because, um, I'm pretty sure actually I'm, I'm, Certain, I put body bags at the end of the uh, live stream one because when we live stream on Facebook, I'll play whatever you know, copyrighted song, whatever they they can strike me. I'm not going to keep it up there anyway. Yeah. So at the end of the show, but um, on the actual feed, I wind up replacing it with something. I'm pretty sure I put body bags on the last one, and Pretty it sure because uh, is it bleed for me on the newest one? Yes, that's what I thought. Yes, because I, I was intentionally trying to pick one from the newest one, but. I didn't have a download on it, so I YouTube wrote it. Uh, <laughs> um, what I did though, when I was going through, I wound up finding the old music video version. I was like, yeah. oh, I was going to say, so I went and clicked it. Exactly what you said. Even the new version of Bleed for Me is faster. Yeah, I didn't realize how fast it was. I thought we, had, you know, we're still playing it relatively the same speed. But I mean, I do enjoy. it. I think it sounds. I mean, I thought before it was a, a great song, a great sounding song. But that was always my favorite of y'all's next to, um, uh, I always forget the name of the song, but it's, it's the poppiest, catchiest one, the one Get I'm Married thinking. in Cemetery. Yeah, we okay, got uh, married Unholy Matrimony. Unho- yes. yeah. Like I said, I always forget the name of the title, but every time I hear the intro riff, I'm like, yep, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that song fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, so before <laughs> these last two records, um, those were always my two favorites when I would hear it live. So when I saw the new version of Bleed for me, I was like, Yes, <laughs> we uh, it's a it's like a set staple kind of thing, and we wanted to make sure we got you know if someone we didn't want to necessarily nothing against anybody that's been in the band before. We didn't want to like um, be promoting a previous lineup. And you just um, like the song so much. And we yeah. like the song. We just we we're just like okay, well, we need to re-record it um, because you know if someone's new, you know if there's a new person. Hey, go listen to the band, and then. You know, if they've seen one version and then they're hearing the old version with mm-hmm. another singer and everything, it's it can be a little off-putting. Um, man, I just don't want to have anybody. Like, if you're into the band, I want you to be into the band. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a different band at this point, though, too, isn't it? Yeah. Um, with me doing some vocals and, and the backings and everything, because mm-hmm. initially I wasn't even doing that. Like when it, when it switched, it was. I mean. When it was me and Dustin, like I was just gonna do some backings here and there. But now that's come kind of become part of the sound, but hasn't it's it? It's kind of been the sound of me just being like a second basically a second vocalist. Um and honestly, man, I, I remember you talking uh when Endless came out and you were just like, Oh, I'll lay my vocals, I'll lay my background vocals. You know, I get it, you know, yeah. whatever. I I've been the vocal thing before too. I will say your vocals on the second uh I kinda I know y'all have a lot of records. Yeah. This is a new band, essentially, in my mind. It's like, it's it's a brand new era. It's a brand new attitude. So y'all's quote unquote second release now. To me, it, you felt a lot more confident on your vocals. Yeah, I mean, you can hear a little bit of stuff. I don't really do a lot of stuff, but I mean, you can definitely hear. I can always hear. Like, you can hear it, me whenever yeah. there's like a gang thing going on or uh, if it's me on the backings, you can mm-hmm. definitely hear. Um you feel a lot more feel, confident. I do feel a little yeah. bit more confident on this. And even with the recording of uh, Endless, I wasn't like, like I said, I didn't really like my, it's always a, a back and forth thing of not liking it or liking it, your vocals. Yeah. But uh, I remember um, 
Dustin even saying, he's like, man, he's like, you just really went for it. He's like, you seemed really confident on your takes. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I just figured I might as well go for it and yeah. try to get it, you know, as quick as possible. Not trying to like rush it, but also, you know, if I can get Why it done, waste time. Yeah, if I can get it done in one take, then you know, I've got it done in one take and. And, One and less on, thing you got to do. <laughs> and honestly, man, I mean, especially considering you said that was like the first time you're really trying to do that. Yeah. Dude, knocked it out of the park. And especially like I, I see it progressing. And and that was always something that Doug on the uh, the recent shows you guys were doing um, was, was your live backups. Because even when you play, and I think that's the reason it wound up turning out good. Let me kind of think on this from a performance standpoint. So when you're playing... You're legit yelling because you're you are you're a eccentric drummer, not in the way that you play a lot of fills, mm -hmm. but you you hit the hell out of those drums. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you're a heavy hitter, <laughs> you know, and, and you you know your fills, you know, mm -hmm. you know when to hit those cymbals and you you fill it out very well. So when you're doing that stuff, it's a lot of times during the choruses and y'all have big open sing-along choruses yep. where you're probably hitting that ride cymbal a good bit. Yep. So you're using a lot of force and energy. So even when you add vocal on that, you're belting it, you're pushing it. So for the fact that you were just like, fuck it, I'm just going to own it, belt it and push it in the studio. Yeah. I think that's why it wound up working good for you because the times that you were doing it, you were doing that exact same thing, so it felt natural for you. Yeah, because um, a lot of the times I find myself just putting the putting the mic, you know, uh, not like super far away, but not it's not like right up to my face because right. I know I'm, eventually I'm going to just start. Um, I don't really sing; it's it's more of like a scream. It. It's a yelling. Yeah. Um. So I just try to get the mic as you know far away from me as possible. Um, but in, you know, still where I can like, you're going to hear me or whatever. And for tracking um, purposes, yeah, you don't want tracking. all of that just all yeah. up in the mics. And then for the tracking shit. I did, I just kind of stepped back a little bit and, right. and just, you know, tried because it, and it is different playing the drums and doing the vocals at the same time. And, uh, I don't think I would have been as nervous if I was actually, if I had done like vocals while playing the drums really? i don't think i would have been as nervous but it was yeah. it was me just doing the vocals without playing an instrument yeah um then you feel I, like a singer yeah yeah <laughs> and honestly uh, to kind of talk about maybe studio time some that makes sense because i have found it when i'm in the vocal booth in order to make sure i'm getting the right beat that i want mm -hmm. I wound up doing the sides uh, pants seam strum, yeah. uh, and, and I'll find myself just kind of doing that, or maybe kind of moving around to the beat while I'm doing it, kind of keeping my head, you know, on the mic, but you know, my body kind of, you know, grooving a little bit, or my, my shoulders bopping. So maybe in the future, when you're kind of doing that stuff, you know, maybe find a way to kind of simulate something with your arm, you mm -hmm. know, to kind of mentally get in that headspace, even if it means shutting your eyes and doing it. Cause hell you're probably by yourself in the room, you know, act like a fucking idiot, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, just fucking wail your arms a little bit and just fucking get into it. It's actually weird though, because I think that's another thing too, is it's everybody, uh, the way the vocals are, um, we record with, uh, Brandon Hamby at, uh, dead peasant studio. Yeah. Um, the vocals that we do, and again, I don't know if, you know, sorry, Brandon, if you don't want me to talk about this, but <laughs> he does the vocals in the room. Like, uh, we record in the same room and then we just move away from, uh, the next day we won't have, uh, we do vocals the second day. Yeah. Um, only the mic set up for the vocals. Um, it's in the same room where we, where we track drums and everything else. And, um, I mean, I would say he's probably what, maybe five feet away from me Yeah. as I'm tracking the vocals, whoever's tracking the vocals. Um, I even told Dustin uh, in this last session we did back in June because um, he was—I could see that he was nervous about 
his delivery. He wants, you know, because obviously everybody wants the best take for, for this stuff, and he just wanted to sound good. And I could see he was like a little like iffy on his performance. And um, I told him I was like, maybe you just need to like strum. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you used, I was like, you have a guitar most of the time when you're mm-hmm. singing. I was like, maybe that's why you don't feel confident. Yeah. I was like, maybe just you know, it's probably not be a good idea to have the guitar actually yeah. playing just in case string noise even if you make the mistake hitting it yeah. even if you're not necessarily playing it um i was like maybe just mime playing the yeah. guitar i was like maybe that will help you mm-hmm. i've seen footage of uh, metallica recording uh, vocals or james recording vocals mm-hmm. with a guitar strapped to him and he's kind of like playing along with it as he's singing you know getting comfortable with it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and of course they have just the super expensive condenser mics yeah, to exactly. where he can't strum in the vocal booth and it doesn't fucking matter but yeah it's, it's the same premise though yeah. Well, I mean, even that, you know, if it's something, you know, if that makes him comfortable, he could do a take where he has the guitar in his hand and then just take it out. Yeah. Next time, do mm-hmm. it do it again. No guitar, but and then mimic your strumming. Yeah, exactly. That's not a bad whatever, approach whatever makes you Whatever makes you comfortable. And, and, and I've been in situations uh, both where we've had uh, isolated vocal booths and uh, we've also tracked uh, vocals in the same room where you track the instruments. And for me personally... Because because uh, because Steve had it set up like that, but then when we recorded over at Top Heavy, uh, they kind of had an isolated kind of area for yeah. vocal. And I don't know, I, I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I, neither one really kind of gets to me. I, to it me, dep- it's like whatever fucking sounds good. I don't care. Yeah. Just put me. You can put me yeah. in the middle of a fucking concert hall and say, you know, do your vocals here. I don't care as long as I can hear myself in the headphones. I'll mm-hmm. do it. I don't care. That's kind of <laughs> where I'm at. No, and um. How how many different studios have you wound up tracking at? Um, me personally, let's see, drums. I did two, just just strictly drums. Yeah. Um, what two, other instruments then, have you done? Well, I don't play any other instruments. I I just meant vocals. Oh, um, got it. So two just strictly drums, and then with that was with my band from high school. Um, and then total, I think I've done. Let's see. Four, five, four. Yeah, four or five. And what what's kind of made each one different? What have you kind of taken away and learned from each one? Because that's, that's kind of the point at, I'm at now. Because we've been to uh, where we tracked most of our stuff, then where we tracked "Hit the Gas," yeah. where we tracked "Saturday Night," um, where you did your Atlanta, solo songs, and uh, then uh, just kind of like uh, just. What are your thoughts? Like, how do you like uh, having a say a producer around uh, creating with you as opposed to you know just having everything ready to go and just recording it as is most of the time that's how it's been we just record it as is any band i've been in um we just kind of go in with an idea um it's usually a lot of like you know making sure that you know months or years even just leading up getting the songs right and then you know months out okay guys you know we're in the we're in the studio these dates um you know we have 11 songs or however many songs we need to make sure we knock them out um Never really had much, like, input from the engineer or, like, a producer. Yeah. But uh, I think I would be a little iffy on it if someone was like that. But I think that's basically just because um, I do things a certain way. And... You ain't gonna um, tell me what to do, motherfucker. <laughs> it's not, not, necessarily, not necessarily someone telling me what they're, um, what I'm gonna be doing. It's just, um, I don't know. Uh, 
I guess it's like a getting outside of my comfort zone. I, I, I would definitely want to be against it. It just initially it'd be very nerve wracking. I'd imagine that having a, it feels like having a fifth member yeah. there at first, kind of like going like, who's this guy telling me how yeah. my band should sound like and shit like that. But ultimately if it serves the song, serves the band, you know, in a, in a positive way, then, then, then I'm all for it. I think any good pr- uh, producer will want to keep the, the sound of the band intact and yeah. just have, you know, suggestions on like maybe a song, writing idea here and mm-hmm. there if it enhances the song itself and not the sound yep and then the first one we did with uh, my my old band we recorded at the studio in rock hill i don't remember the guy's name he was kind of a dickhead <laughs> um he was just letting us do what we came in there to do like uh um, he was just there to engineer and that basically. was about it and then the guy um the old lead singer who he basically wrote all the songs like he would like give full songs. Like he would use like a MIDI track. Like I think he used like Fruity Loops huh. to make. God, every- there's Fruity That's Loops the again. <laughs> he would, we've had on he show. would literally <laughs> use Fruity Loops um, to make the drum tracks and everything. And then I think he would like live track the guitar from his like PA head to his computer, but in like fifteen in- like second increments, which sounds weird yeah stupid as shit to me i I wouldn't want to do that um but uh he would do that and like we you know we would go in with the idea and and basically he's he's running the show when we were in there in the in the rock hill one and then we did um i can't remember the guy's is it hooverama it's the guy that wednesday we 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 were uh big in like wednesday 13 um murdered all and stuff like that and uh we had heard that wednesday um, use this guy in Charlotte called it was like I, th- I think it was called Hooverama. Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. Um, and we went there and it was an okay um, experience. Um, the only thing I didn't like was and it was um, it was I didn't like my like uh, I guess being naive because I um, when we went in we went in like for like a thirty minute consultation in the first studio and he consultation. had consultation like, kind of I guess it was a consultation <laughs> I don't know um, I was gonna say that just sounds so here's, professional here's and, what you should do step into he was my like, office you know he was like we have a drum set for you to use I'm like okay I'm gonna use it I'll bring my I think only thing I brought was my kick pedal okay Um, for the first one and then the second one all I had I walked into the studio and all I had was my cymbals like two yeah. cymbals and the guy's like, uh, he's like, I guess you can throw together this kit. I'm like, I was like, why didn't anybody tell me? Like, yeah. I just under the impression the other band members are taking care of it and they were going to have a, uh, at least somewhat of a drum set set up for me. I right. had to like, we had to like, the guy had a lot of cool gear, but I had to like piece everything together and that it just took way longer to set the drums up. And Jeez. was it just like uh, all from like different kits and shit yeah. like that? So you had a oh nice rainbow God. kit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember the uh, bass drum was like a, it was like a blue Ludwig. I don't remember the, I don't remember what the snare, I just remember the bass drum being a blue Ludwig. And I remember him having like a big ass, like 24 inch cymbal that if, uh, I mean, now I, I, I would not have picked that to, to, play the ride on just because most of those are are not what i'm looking for in a cymbal tone but yeah i was just, just too like dingy yeah yeah that's what i was, thinking. I was just like all right that's cool i'll just do this and um and then we went with another guy in charlotte when i was with the body bags and yeah i didn't really like his process all that much he got good he got good drum sounds excuse me he got a good drum sound um 
and I did like that he had the, it was the isolation um, of the drums mm-hmm. in one room, and then the vocals were also done in there. But um, it just seemed like he was trying to stretch our time. Yeah, um, that's, that's not the cool. shits. Trying to like, yeah, you know, as soon as we're done, he's like, I got you know this, this, and this, and it's like some things were right, like a couple of songs we were off. He's like, I hear something that's off, and you know, everyone's like, we don't hear it, but. It, Turns out the the bass was out of tune the whole time. Oh, oh no, and that's the worst. And we're like, it's not out of tune. Like you know, it's, we're like wasted. Like we wasted like almost an hour on it. And finally, he's like, he's like, see, it's out of tune. And and he like tuned yeah. it. But it just like it was like something with that with every song. Oh um, my god, and was off putting. And then um, I think well, even on a capsule yeah, trek uh, was, to Atlanta, I was going to say what happens a lot that, that bass players forget is that uh, folks don't uh, intonate their shit before they go into the studio. And uh, with bass players. Uh, they got that's especially important because it could sound like it's in tune in the room, but when you mm-hmm. go in and mix it, mm. and those uh, those frequencies are just you know that from the lack of intonation, uh, start becoming very apparent, especially oh, yeah. if it's out of tune, and then you can't do anything about it in post because you've already tracked the damn thing. <laughs> it's not like you can tune it in the fucking computer. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, when you were tracking yours, I think that was the one thing they had you check your tuning on more than anything. Because usually, you know, when you're tracking, at least my experience with guitars, mm-hmm. every time you do a new one, the engineer's like, check your tuning, yeah. check your tuning, yep. you know, that kind of thing. Not, they, it was they, my they, guitar. They, it was my guitars that had the intonation issues. It, it was, but still, they were still just every time, like more than usual, like they would be like, check your tuning on bass. You would be tuning, and then right, and then they would look back at you, and be like, are you ready? You'd be like, yeah. They're like, check your tuning one more time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but they weren't saying that with the guitars and stuff once they got that figured out. But no, like the bass, like t- almost like double twice check yeah. tuning every time before tracking. That's how it is with Brandon Everett. Um, and I mean, I guess. The one we went to in Charlotte with the body bags, he was like that in between. You can check your tuning, but yep. I did notice it with Brandon. Every song, every guitar, um, any over like, and when the guitars are being tracked, he's like, you know, "Does it take? Check your tuning." Yeah, uh, yeah, I you just from, have to because that's cool too. Because it would just be horrible, especially if it's a solo take mm-hmm. and you have been knocking it, trying to work it, work it, work it. You finally get the right one, yep. but. Because you were just hammering out so fast and so often, those strings are slightly out of tune, and it just it sounds like garbage now. And now you got to retune and try again. Now you're back at fucking square one. Yeah, get your shit intonated before you track. And First album and <laughs> memories coming back to me. And don't go to some redneck to get your shit intonated either. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to get back to the initial uh, question, the yeah, difference yeah. the difference between like having a producer or. Um, just someone that's like engineering um i guess it comes down to it my my preferences um depends on the producer depends (laughs) on the producer but i mean the the two times we've been with uh with brandon up at up in uh wherever the hell it is in north carolina yeah um, middle of nowhere uh, he's always i mean he's just like really laid back but i mean he you know he lets us do our own thing but if he hears something he he tells us yeah um and oh, it also just, seems like he gets what you guys do. Yeah. I would say that's the most important thing is working with a producer that understands the end product that you want. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why you guys have really clicked well. And what's cool about that, too, is we we go in there and we're, it's two times now we've not given him anything prior. Like, there's been no... Demo on his, on his On his end, there's been no pre-production. Like, really? We've had the pre-production going of getting, you know, we have... Like, we went into this... June session this year 
and we had nine songs. We right. left with eight. Uh, we just didn't like. Um, well, we we left with nine, but through the the coming you know, coming weeks, we ended up cutting one of the songs. Yeah. But um, I mean, for us not doing any pre-production with him at all, like not giving him any demos, just going in there. And you know, once the drums are set up, just firing them out. Yeah. Um, just I fresh think, ears from the get go. Yeah. Fresh ears for him, and I mean, if there's any like re, we've done a couple re-recorded songs, but that's about all he's done is just listening to previous records. And I mean, yeah. there's no, uh, I mean, when we went in for the Endless Ravenous, there was no like, not really many videos or anything that he could have really gathered um, a sense of what we were going for. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like he. He got it, and I think he did because uh, I think I think a good producer can just hear the songwriting, yeah, and be able to tell. Okay, this is the kind of direction they're wanting to go, and and that's a sign of a good producer. Not they hear the song and go, okay, I know how I'm going to make it better. Not yeah. basically because again, it sounds like with Brandon because I've heard you guys like play stuff live, and mm -hmm. then I hear you know the finished product, and yeah. it's very similar. I see, I hear like a little bit more like refinement in yeah. some areas, but that can also just be tightness in the studio. But at the same time, there's a clear difference between with you guys working with Hamby versus other releases, yeah. and and I and I feel like that's intentional through his lens, and mm -hmm. I, I just feel like he's a really good fit for you guys. Like he's he's pulling the best out of each member, yeah. and that's and that's what a good producer is supposed to do. He's not supposed to step in, but just really pull the best out of each mm -hmm. guy. And I uh, I I mean, unless we go somewhere else anytime soon, I I don't really see us. So long as he's gonna be uh, be in the business of recording, I I say the band's gonna be going to him as as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, he's been kind of been the go-to uh, rock guy in uh, North Carolina, at least mm -hmm. around the Charlotte area. Yep, uh, Van Huskins use him. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Wilma's yep, used Wilma. him in the past for their and their record just release. came out and that and that sounded good too. I have not listened to it yet. I listened to the was it an EP or just a couple tracks? Yeah, something like I that. I listened to the a lot. Um, I even showed some buddies at work. Mm -hmm. Um. I haven't listened to their new stuff yet. Yeah, I, that's a wild journey. I, I remember like when that was becoming a thing. Yeah, and I was be tracking, literally becoming a thing. I was tracking bass demos for that band like <laughs> two or three years ago. Now at this point, oh, damn. yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it, and it sounded good, uh, especially as because uh, of course Tony was all proud of it and everything. So yeah. we were listening to it in the car, and um, and, and I was just like, I said. Fuck you! Like, <laughs> well, we were talking about um, uh, the band itself, and I'm like talking to the band. I was like, "Fuck these guys!" And Tony's like, "Why?" I said, "I would have killed for my first album to have this kind of production." <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it, it sounds like a band that's like raid for fucking radio. I'm yeah. just listening to this shit, going, "Fuck these guys!" <laughs> I would have died if my first record sounded this fucking good. <laughs> no joke. Two of them can't hang as drummers. <laughs> Just kidding, Matthew and DJ. <laughs> no, seriously, uh, Matthew, DJ, um, and, and um, Stephen. St well, I, I was trying to figure out, I was like, do I call Stephen Vicky? Because he goes by Vicky on uh, on uh, online, Yeah, so basically. I was like, ah, Dude's but, got aliases like fucking Wu-Tang or some yeah. shit. <laughs> Leon number two. <laughs> yeah, <it> was, <laughs> the Leon the second, the bass player. <laughs> no, seriously, congrats on you guys. It's a fucking good record but no man uh especially with body bags this time of year what the fuck are you doing for halloween uh we don't really have anything 
really plan for Halloween What can this year. you do? Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the like, question. What is what we can we do? Uh, Halloween's canceled for 2020. Maybe yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Well, Cap says bullshit. I say no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having the best Halloween ever. I'm just watching old horror movies and fucking uh, I'm gonna try making to. podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 for the first time ever tonight. Oh, no. Oh yeah, do you like it? I liked it. It was a lot of cart. There's a lot of '80s cartoony shit <laughs> oh, in it. it. It's it a bit campy, like, but it's awesome. A dude. little bit, but the parts that were rough are fucking rough. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe that made they made fucking Leatherface a fucking baby face there for a minute. <laughs> like he was kind of like falling in love with the girl too. Yeah. It's just like no. <laughs> I'm sitting there going like, why? Don't make him a good guy. <laughs> He's brute force. That's why you're scared of Leatherface. <laughs> Yeah, we don't really have much planned. Um, we haven't practiced in a while. Yeah. We're going to practice this weekend for the first time in about a month. And um, just trying to create some new songs. And um, we're going to have a physical release of Let the Bad Times Roll. Nice. Soon. nice. Um, it's in the works, but uh, be more on that later. Um, the only thing I really got to look forward to just keep Halloween is uh, hanging out with the family. We're going to like a pumpkin patch thing the day of yeah i was gonna ask how's the kid handling it because i'm sure it's he, a, i'm sure he gets it but at the same time we haven't really talked too much about it like he still wants to dress up and everything but i don't really know um i mean it's definitely gonna be the first halloween we not be able to do anything it yeah, just sucks no. too because it's on a fucking saturday i fucking know right that was moon. that was the one thing i was real looking forward uh, to like like because you always look at the calendar yeah. you kind of know the rhythm of the way dates mm-hmm. line up and just going man halloween's on a saturday yeah. this year it's gonna get fucking nuts. yeah <laughs> fucking full moon and you got i think it's like day uh the saving of the times going mm-hmm. you get an extra hour if you're late if you're a late party or whatever but there's not really. I mean, there's not really much to party for this year. No, um, we'll find a house party or some shit. I got like a house party the weekend before a little costume thing, but I mean, it's. I don't know. I really like to go to a show, and it feels like out of all the fucking holidays, this could be the easiest one. Wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, I'm sure there's some Bane cosplayers out there that can rig some shit up. <laughs> I have a costume idea. I just have to order one thing if I'm going to anything or if there's anything going on. Do you want to tell us? I was going to say, you can't show us the gun and not fire it in the third act. <laughs> I was going to go, I was going to get an NWO t shirt like uh, the wrestlers and just go as fucking cancer riddled fucking uh, Kevin Nash with my hair. <laughs> With, boot, with the boots, a leather jacket, and the fucking oh, black shit. jeans and shit. Oh, shit. Oh, God. So I'd be just all like skin and bone. Just cut the sleeves off the NWO t-shirt. I don't know. That's my thing. Is uh, I went through a couple different ideas, but um, as as different things shifted, those ideas kind of went out the door, and I, I just really don't know what. Because it, it, it's like, in the past, I've done Alex Cooper. Because I've just got a top hat, and it's easy enough to throw a top yeah. hat, a dress shirt on, and some fucking eye makeup, and boom, Alice Cooper. It's like, I'm tired of doing that, but at the same time, even if I find something to do, it won't be dress up related. I just can't. Th- I can't think of anything going on or anything that I'd end up going to that I would need to dress up for. Yeah. Um, the only idea I've had for, excuse me, um, you can Halloween on this show. Um, <laughs> Only thing I've had an idea for Halloween costume wise is uh, <laughs> there it is, <laughs> just like that. Is uh, I can't think of his name, but it's the fucking it's Stephen King's character from Creepshow with the meteorite. 
You know, I don't know that, that one. That one's not that's like a deep. Right that's a deep cut. For yeah. me. Dude, you guys need to go watch it. And so he like meteorite falls in his backyard. Okay, he's like this like country hick. It's mm-hmm. literally Stephen King. It's from the eighties, and he like touches it, and he starts like venom. <laughs> he starts like suck like sucking on his finger because it's like hot. And, and he's Stephen King, <laughs> and it's uh, he starts like growing moss on his skin. Okay, well, he notices it on his finger. Then he notices like all over his lips and his face. Right. But he won't stop messing with the like he goes and like puts the meteorite in the bathtub, but it makes it grow because it's growing like grass or moss. Okay. Right. Um and eventually he just gets overtaken by it and at the oh, end God. he like he kills himself. Right. And he's just covered. He's just like a moss. He looks like the swamp thing. Nice. But uh I was just gonna do the in between where he's wearing his overalls, mm-hmm. a plaid shirt, and then uh just having I was just gonna get some like um of that like moss shit from like Michaels or something. Yep. And then just get some green uh, paint. Oh I was yeah. Gonna, I was gonna like paint my beard just because it it looks grassy. You kind can of just do it green. anyway. Just do a random Facebook live stream. Just, it's like a drunk live stream. Well, I mean, I have the, I have, <laughs> I have the thing to go to next week. I just I need to find some overall. I just need to I just need to go this weekend and get everything. Yeah. Because I was gonna say I could just absolutely see you just getting shit faced and turn on live stream <laughs> at one o'clock at night, fully dressed up, just being like, "What's up, fuckers?" <laughs> That'll be our next uh, something good for you live stream, but it's just Jared. <laughs> <laughs> just, just turn it on, and you're just like, "Hey, what's hey. <laughs> up?" <laughs> it's a Halloween party at the something good for you house. Yeah, Yay. I'm the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> People that live here aren't even here. <laughs> I broke in. <laughs> Their equipment was just magically set up. Fireball shows up. We're just oh <laughs> god! And he's just like fireball I'm not a fireball. Right I am death. Yeah, he's evil. Yeah, that's we'll, right. talk, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, but hey, I, I guess uh, I guess Saturday we've got a whole new fireball. I guess yeah. Full moon and whatnot, right? Yeah, death, yeah, two, death to the old weeks. fireball. Is it gonna be a that werewolf? What saying? Yeah, death, death okay. to the old fireball. Uh, the the final, with the full moon, he casts the uh, blood into the fire and everything else. He's just gonna wake up next more the next morning next to a deer carcass, just covered in blood, <laughs> just being like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just. It's, we mentioned Fireball earlier. He's, he's, he's on something right now. Yeah. I won't speak for the man. I want to see what happens on Halloween. I'm curious. <laughs> he, he has me interested. Yeah. He's definitely a character. Yeah. Even, an, an even bigger one now, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably is, have to, he prob- has the darkness. I have questions that you should probably ask her off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, it's it is kind of interesting like considering how much it seems like halloween just really is being acknowledged this year i wonder how thanksgiving and christmas is going to shake down i don't know man i've always i've already heard rumblings of like i mean like shopping's a big thing at, yeah after, after thanksgiving but i've already heard rumblings of like uh the big thing the past few years has been people opening on Thanksgiving for like doorbusters and other bullshit. They're not like a lot of companies are not opening. They're going to be closed on Thanksgiving, which I is nice. I was hoping they were doing going to do that regardless, yeah. but with pandemic or not. Yeah, um, which is nice for their workers. And then um, I don't know. Like it just seems like it seems ill-advised to run Black Friday specials like they right? have been the past few years because it's obviously not any better i mean it's better of course you're gonna have amazon days yeah. and stuff you can order online there's going to be a black friday yeah. i don't think but not a, a traditional one this is how traditional. amazon takes over the postal service 
<laughs> Look at his face. He's just sitting there going like, ooh, maybe. Yeah. Could be. Damn. And wasn't know. there bids for that shit going on a couple months ago? I have no or, idea. Or even like Bezos even said something like, I'm not buying this or something. I'm sure he's <laughs> not there, sure. there was some conversation about Amazon and the Postal Service uh, like being purchased I'm sure or merging. You think he could if he wa- really wanted to? He's got oh, I'm the sure money. He could, he know, he could in one second. You know how? I, what's everyone's Prime membership? Like fucking 10 bucks a month? Yeah. Guess what? It's $12 a month. Boom! He has the money to buy the fucking postal service. Oh, he has more than enough to buy it three I'm, times over now. I'm but, just saying, yeah. but that's all oh, it would yeah. take. That's yeah. all it would take. Two dollars more out of our pocket. Two dollars more. We wouldn't a blink. People, yeah. Something we wouldn't blink a fucking eye at. Yeah. People Boom. would do it. Everybody would do it. I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the post office. <laughs> Lord, I'd do it. Fuck them. <laughs> it's the cap office now. <laughs> All kidding aside, if you're uh, listening and work for the postal service, don't. <laughs> Don't kill me. Yeah. Don't go postal on me. You're doing an awesome job. I've used the I've used the post office a lot this year, actually. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Send send some mail. Send some fan mail. Yes. Send, how, send, how much is a post? Send me hate mail. How, how much people. is a PO box? I have no idea. I was gonna say we'll set up I a PO. To, we'll I used set, to have one. We'll, we'll set up a PO box and get in fan mail. Even if you, you just want to send in a letter, just be like, "Fuck you." Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Use the postal service some. <laughs> Tell me to go fuck myself. Send in uh, send in photos. I don't care. Maybe we'll share. Ew. Do you I mean, not. You know how that works. Yeah, I do <laughs> yeah, know how that works. And I'm just like, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just already mentally prepared for this. So you want dick photos? No, yeah. I don't want. I just know it's gonna Polaroids, come. <laughs> I know the dick's gonna come. I'm just ready for it. <laughs> here's the dick, and here's the dick coming. It's two different pictures. And she'll be like, I told you. <laughs> I, I don't know why you want to prove me right so much, but sure, man, you you can get all the dick pics you want. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, send your dick pics to Captain Nun and ladies him. and gentlemen, send. Dick Wait, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Send him all it's, the lady dick he wants. It's, it's twenty. 20 man fuck it you want the lady dicks send them the lady dicks there's no such thing as gender anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh god it feels good to be back in the south we hadn't actually done a legit episode in a minute mainly because there just hasn't been much to talk about nah our patreon is bumping so yeah mainly because you know on that we can be specifically topical you know And, and again because we haven't had a lot to talk about. We've kind of delegated going, okay, well, there's plenty of topics that we can talk about with yeah. movies and TV and music. Let's do that strictly on the Patreon. Let's just keep something good for you, conversational and guest-oriented. And, you know, yeah. When, That's a good idea. And when shit kind of starts rolling again, yeah, we'll be doing a whole lot more something good episodes. And I have a feeling we're going to be starting to do some more anyway. We're kind of getting back in the groove. but. Yeah. It kind of feels like this show is a Cap and I with someone show. Yeah. So we've done Zoom interviews and those are fun, but it's way more, you know, the atmosphere is better when there's like a guest in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Cap and I have tried doing just solo shows like this, but it's like, honestly, after about 15 minutes, we would have been like, we live together. We play in a band together. Yeah. It's like, what else is there to talk about on the mic? And that's why the live stream that. is fun because we still have yeah. something else to bounce off of. At any time we feel like there's going to be a little lull, we can throw it to the chat yeah, and read throw that a question some. out. When, you know, 
Exactly. So it's like that. That at least that's our guess. The chat is our guess. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. so yeah. That, that's kind of maybe the format we're kind of moving toward. And with that in mind, I think we'll wind up kind of churning out some more episodes, especially after the the fun Halloween episode. I'll give you a little sample if you don't have to run off too quick. Oh, not another runoff. Okay. But yeah. Um. I mean, I'm, I'm I'll show up. you. I'll show you a quick sample of it, mainly because. There, there's just a moment in it that, yeah. seriously, guys, I, I don't promote episodes ahead of time. Usually, yeah. I'm just one of those, like, it drops, and then I promote it. We put some work into this. Oh, yeah. This, this I feel like Halloween episodes are going to become, like, a legit tradition now, especially starting with this one. It's the third year in a row we've done a Halloween-specific episode, and I am legit happy with this one. I think it's also our longest episode yet. And, Jared, you should awesome. have participated because you're Next way year, more. Next year, you will yes. be participating. Okay. Because uh, with the way something shook down, someone can't be involved next year. <laughs> it, it, because we, we, we uh, a little tease, we played a game. Gotcha. Okay. And I have a feeling a version of the game may come back next year, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the loser can't play again. So, gotcha. so the okay. loser will have to be on the sidelines. So I'll, I'll try to be, I'll try to bring back uh, the first two winners, but then the loser can't play again. So I have to bring in a new third guest. Okay. <laughs> Write so, it down. Put it in. Put it in writing, or put it on the podcast. You, 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 put, you put it on the calendar yeah. now and make sure you're just there next <laughs> year on something good. For yeah, you. The, yeah, the episode doesn't even come out. We're next year, next I'll be year. here. <laughs> it's like we're, we're plotting out our uh, Bonnaroo or our WrestleMania. It's like plotting out a festival. You got to do it a year in advance. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, no. The next thing we're having to map out is uh, the hundredth episode. Hell yeah. Yep. That, that, and and this we're kind of thinking on something, something with that, which depending on, I have to just pop I'll, them out. And... Honestly, here's the thing. No, that's that's another reason I've been going slow with it, as I know what I want to do for the hundredth episode. Gotcha. But. I also want to get as many people involved with it as possible. So I'm trying to figure out the recording logistics of it. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't care if we had 10 people involved with this episode. Let's say if you had 10 people, you could literally do 10, 15 minutes with 10 people and then no, edit it this, down. He's got a whole what, thing. What oh, you're wanting be, to have them all together? To an extent. Okay. like it, it would be a point where uh, there would be people kind of paired up. Gotcha. During so it would be it, I've ha, it's a game yeah so there would be moments where there's two people paired up so that would be in the main conversation but reactions from the room is good is good's what's gonna make it fun so just gotcha. trying to maybe figure out how to split it with microphones and stuff like that so that's also why I've kind of slowed down some is I I do want to play a, a specific game it is a ripoff I'll yeah. go ahead and get ahead of it now <laughs> it is a ripoff but most things are ripoffs. I came to that understanding and realization, and also if we get ahead of it now and say yes, I know someone else has done this, and it's been popular at least in our world. But I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna have fun with it. <laughs> so That's not, my attitude on you it. You can't take this away from me, God damn it! Ma- <laughs> mainly because I hope. Well, not hope. Uh, mainly because I feel like this is the only time we'll play it. Gotcha. <laughs> right. But yeah, so bunch of fun shit coming and from something good for you, fucking body bags has some fucking cool shit coming up and whatever this fucking physical release is gonna be. Yeah, uh we'll I mean we'll see if it's might be a record, might be a CD, might be a tape, who, who knows? knows? Maybe all three. I like the tape thing. Yeah. I did the tape once. I like the tapes. The tapes look cool, especially y'all. The red ones? Oh yeah. We were like, it has to be it has to be red. I was like, it has to be like blood red. Um, Absolutely. 
and uh, just because the album has all the red on it. And, mm-hmm. I kind of um, like that uh, scheme. Like, there's a band called The Whiffs that put their album out on like all pink, hot pink cassettes. Oh, yeah. That's cool as shit. Oh, yeah. Um, no, for, for me, though, for some reason, it's like I wanted just to get, like, since we've never done a tape yet, mm-hmm. I wanted just the traditional look of a cassette tape. Yeah. Like, but if we do one in the future, oh, yeah, they're going to be multicolored. There's glow in the dark. There you go. See, burp <laughs> on the fucking mic. There, there's glow in the dark ones, dude. Yeah. Oh, I want glow in the dark I, tapes. Um, That's so cool. Actually, Sibinac, uh punk band from, like, Chapel Hill, they, yeah. they sent me um, a couple cassettes. Um, there's just like see-through like like sparkly green and then um they have like a sparkly no it's not sparkle it's a red one with like black splatter on it oh that's cool like they hell. just toss paint all over it. i mean it was like a mass-produced thing but it just yeah. looks like someone just took a paintbrush and just splattered some fucking paint on it oh that's badass yeah. that's really cool i like the cassettes i found a um i bought a lot of bullshit this year because of the pandemic and whatever else but um i bought a i found a uh five dollars sony walkman nice it's like in perfect working condition oh wow eBay. Um, no it's uh, actually just in town some old man was selling it for like five bucks he's, nice. like, I'll, he's like i'll put it out by the garage for you <laughs> um hell yeah and uh i bought a lot of vinyl i've actually bought a good amount of tapes too I'm, i've tried to find i've scooped up a lot of tapes um there's a movie called that thing you do i think we've talked about yeah, this before it's a great movie um that's like one of the reasons i wanted i got into drums is because that movie i really right. like that movie i really like the music from the movie but um i bought a like it's not a promotional cassette tape it was just a cassette tape as um that thing you do on it and then right, has a like soundtrack. a has a b-side no it's just two Oh, okay. Side, yeah, it's just a single, um, but it's a cassette from an unopened cassette from 1996. Did it have like a paper sleeve on yep. it? Yep, yep. Those are the old single yeah. days. <laughs> yep. I found it for like I think it was like ten bucks on Discog. Nice. It was nice. Hell yeah, dude. Billy Joe put out a version of uh, that thing you do. Uh, yep. Not too long ago. I was really pissed off about that because I've been telling Dustin for a couple years. I'm like, we need to do that thing you do, and then. <laughs> Fucking Billy Green Joe Day. Armstrong. <laughs> also, if you like Green Day, I know you like them a little. I'm not sure how far back you like them, mm-hmm. but um, they just released on um, YouTube a um, Insomniac, Insomniac like a European live show, thing. live show cut together. Yeah. Have you seen it? I, I watched clips of it. I, I like the early stuff. It just it is just traditional classic Green Day, mm-hmm. and I even when I was huge, huge in the punk, I still never fell too hard into that. You weren't in the early, so you were you were more you you were more into the era like probably what American Idiot and after American Idiot brought me in just like every fucking preteen did mm-hmm. around that time. But looking back on it now, the only Green Day stuff I listen to are the trilogy albums and the newest one. Okay, uh, the, that's really the. Have like, you listened to the old stuff before? I have. I've given okay. them uh, genuine listens, gotcha. and I can listen to them. They're not bad records, but I, when I saw that deluxe version came out, I honest I didn't get too excited about I, I it. I didn't get I didn't get excited about the deluxe versions or anything. I'm I'm. I think we've talked about this before. You guys have talked about it before. They're to the point with that last record they just put out with the ending their contract with whoever Warner Warner. They're to the point where they're they're at the Metallica level where they're gonna probably buy back all their shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the next few years you're gonna get deluxe editions or mm-hmm. box sets of every record for, probably from the very early releases up through uh, 
whatever the hell. Yeah, what, Father of their, 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 their entire yeah. catalog. They got a lot of albums. And, and, and man, I, it's making me really happy to see bands do that. I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot more do that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Anthrax do that next. I know that seems like a random pull, mm-hmm. but the reason that made me think of it is because I like a handful of Anthrax yeah. records, but um, they're Never always... really listened to them. I've listened to the you know the, the three or four. I've heard you say before that you you do like a handful of Anthrax. The newer albums. Yeah. Uh, uh, Among the Living's pretty damn good, too, say, as far I, as like the, thra- the really thrashy stuff in the 80s. I I'll really like yeah, Persistence like, of Time and shit like that. Yeah, if you just want a classic thrash metal record yeah among the living is great um but i liked some of the odd 90s kind of sludge metal shit the john, they were doing the john bush era had some jams yeah it's it. like yeah. it's it's definitely bro metal yeah. but it's like i don't know there, there's there's a certain charm to it that i'll put I it on every song myself i can't <laughs> contain myself but uh they put out an album god almost 10 years ago at this point i feel like we figured out at the practice <laughs> yeah. space um uh worship music and that to me is one of the best metal records i've heard in a long time oh, yeah. but going through that they didn't have one of the uh john bush albums i liked on spotify for a long time because yeah. there was only one really from that era i liked the mm-hmm. rest of it was very bro rock and i couldn't abide <laughs> the stiff did not abide um but no um but now recently you constantly see albums shifting in and out of their catalog. Yep. Same thing with Motorhead. The same mm-hmm. thing was happening with them all the time. So I think Motorhead got their shit figured out. I think after Lemmy's death, they're able to finally get all the rights kind of sorted yeah. and figured out. Which it's is all under like Motorhead music or something and, like and that. And that's now some too. fucking bullshit. Yeah. Lemmy, the entire time was fighting with different rights and labels because they would own the you know copies, you know the master. So he couldn't re-release it or get money from. It. But yeah, oh, as soon as the fucker dies, everyone wants to release the contracts yeah. and get it back under one umbrella again fucking assholes I've seen, uh, there's a lot of bands that um not a lot of bands but it, there's this band i i like uh a couple bands it's the same dudes but it's like they're a couple different bands uh dog fashion disco and could uh polka dot cadaver yeah they um like those names they couldn't get their shit from rotten records rotten records is very notorious from not releasing like they're the ones who do like the acid bath stuff, and they mm-hmm. won't re- they won't release oh, okay. any of that shit. Yeah. So what Dog Fashion Disco did is they just re-recorded the songs. A lot of bands do that. I don't like that. them. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't like the takes. I like the other ones, but right, they right. they basically re-recorded their entire catalog as Dog Fashion Disco. Yeah. And have it out on their own. I think this on their own record label. Right. Um, and then, um, they re-recorded their first Polka Dot Cadaver record. It's really weird because they use the same samples. The same the samples are are the exact same, mm-hmm. but the takes are yeah. Little, I can see how that would feel weird. Off, yeah, it's just, it's just weird that they're using the exact same samples and stuff that they're using. Um, yeah, really. But I do like a lot of those songs. I I do definitely prefer the first release album, and it's cool though because a lot of the times when a re release comes onto like Spotify or something. The first one's not available. Yeah, but I can literally sit there and listen to both of the polka dot. Um, I think it's called like Pur- uh, what is it? Purgatory Dance Party or some shit like that. Okay. Um, I can go back and forth and listen. You know, Purgatory listen to the original, Dance Party. Listen to the first one and then listen to the second one. I mean, the yeah. album covers the, the exact same. It's just a little more clarity now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they released it all on their uh, their own a record label. They're they're out of like Maryland or some shit like that, Baltimore. Okay. Um. But yeah, my, uh, there was also a big trend there for a while. I'll I'll put them under the umbrella. I, I can't remember if we've talked about this on the show or if it was on the Patreon or not. But um, 
uh, there was a group there for a while where the legacy acts were all re-recording their material That's like what I alice was cooper say. and kiss and a whole bunch of bands it was during that rock band garage uh, uh guitar hero era okay because they weren't uh because they didn't have the rights to the masters that get played on the radio and things oh, you're like talking about that. like the actual stuff for guitar hero right but yeah. then, but then those and bands actually started and, re-releasing yeah. them because they were like oh shit we can actually get royalty money from this so it's like i remember sex uh, the ones off the top of my head uh, sex the, pistols sex pistols kiss um twisted sister did it scorpions did it and a lot of times these uh, re-records get used in car commercials or uh-huh. tv shows okay. yeah and that's what kiss did so when remember that, that god awful dr pear dr pepper cherry uh commercial yeah. that was out for a while with mini yeah. kiss that version of dr love was a re-record that okay. they did like years ago that they released uh, as like companion cd for um uh that Sonic Boom album or whatever, but it was just re-records of all that old material gotcha. because Universal owns the rights to the old stuff. So yeah, Universal will constantly put out those greatest hit CDs. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: they people rag on Kiss all the time for re-releasing CDs and shit like that. They're not doing hits. it. They're not doing that. That's Universal. Gotcha. Okay. It's because Kiss refused for a long time to go into the studio and make a new record. Universal wanted them to. They kept saying no. Well, you're signed to our label. We need to put something out. We're going to put out another Greatest Hits record. <laughs> Fine. Fuck you guys. So that wasn't Gene doing that shit. That's, gotcha. That was record label shit. Okay. So now being able to peel back behind the curtain when Kiss did Sonic Boom exclusively through Walmart, yep. they saw the window and re-recorded all of of their hits and made it a bonus CD oh, released it through that then used those versions of the songs for commercials and licensing and everything else but every other band did it and I like that now they're not having to do that mm-hmm. they could just go back in and purchase their master recordings and yeah. just be like here's the fucking real song because <laughs> to a point now where with music's just not it's not making the money like it it would 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Or 10, 15 years ago, these bands, they might have had the money. They might not have really changed their their funding for the band has not really changed much. They, they might have had the money back in 2005 to buy this shit, but the uh, record labels or whatever probably were like, no, we want this much. Yeah. But now that price has come down so much, they can mm-hmm. they can go and buy, buy, buy back all the shit. So. Yeah, and the industry just still doesn't know how to price streams either, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, and it is, I'm going to be kind of curious to see where the music world goes, especially post-COVID, because people yeah. already making a stink about royalty payments. Well, this right now is what's going to be keeping a lot of artists that were relying on tours afloat is these royalty payments because people are sitting at home streaming. Mm-hmm. These, these tip jars aren't going to last forever. Streaming and recording and just putting out uh, new music. It's going to be like a whole renaissance of like everybody's going to have at least a couple of albums ready to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the next so, couple of years. So I'm, I'm going to be real curious to see where that kind of leads with the streaming like even, royalties. Even movies are doing that. Movies, I mean, there's just like so much shit that has been delayed that's getting filmed and it's just going to be like I think I saw just just comic book movies over the next from like the beginning of 2020 basically in 2021 mm-hmm. there's gonna be like 16 comic book movies I'm hoping they don't do that that's not a good business move on a, not just if, it's not just Marvel it's Marvel, Marvel and, and DC, DC yeah but I mean, that's like, maybe it was a year and a half, but still, I mean, that's a shitload of movies. That's a lot of movies in general. Yeah. Not to mention. For a year. Yeah. 
that's going to saturate the market big time, mm-hmm. dude. Man, that 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 really makes me worried because only thing I was kind of bitching about was the fact that everything just kind of got shifted. Mm-hmm. I'm, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm a big boy. I can eat it. I'm fine with everything just getting shifted fully. Yeah. Like, if you were planning something for fucking 2022, it's time to put it in 2023. You know, if, if, if you knew that, you know, an untitled or if you knew that Spider-Man 4 was going to start filming in 2023, guess what? It's time to move it to 24. You yeah. know, this, this, I'm cool with, you know, everything getting shifted a year. Yep. I don't like if they're sitting on movies just going, we have to get it out and then just rapid firing everything Mm -hmm. that's been sitting waiting to get released. Right now everything has just shifted. Um, They shifted like the Black Widow stuff. They shifted that from May to November, now November to like I think February. Mm -hmm. And then now they've shifted it from February to May. Yeah. Um, Which again, I'm fine with because yeah. they're they're basically holding it out, going, "We're not releasing this unless it gets in a movie theater." Yeah. yeah, and I'm cool with that because they tested it with Mulan and it failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Mulan may have not been the greatest first movie to try it with yeah. because they were already getting kind of flack for their live action re adaptations anyway. Mm-hmm. And I and the thing was is I'm not even a Mulan guy. I don't think I've even seen the movie. I've never seen the original. But the thing was as soon as I heard that the fucking Eddie Murphy dragon wasn't gonna be yeah. in it, I'm just like this is gonna suck. Yeah, I was the same it's, way. It's I like, was like, it's like that's either, all I remember from when I was a kid. Even like with Aladdin, it's like I wound up seeing it. It wasn't great, but I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, at the same time, you still had the genie, yeah. you know. So there was still a little bit of something, you know, comical or you know, cartoony to hold on to. They're kind of weird. Like we were talking the other day about how, like the in the Lion King and the Jungle Book, since they're like realistic looking animals, there's no facial expressions. Yeah, it's on weird. Animals' faces. Have, it's you, weird. have you seen the post about uh, like? The people from like Reddit just putting in like uh, cartoon eyes on yes, the real ones. Slightly looks, exaggerated it eyes. It looks awesome. You could just give them some facial features yes. and still make them real. I mean, yes. do they have fucking buttholes or balls hanging? No, probably, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> They're not that realistic. Simba's just walking up, just like. Yeah, you don't see you don't see any back shots with his balls the swinging back here. And forth. <laughs> Simba's packing, boy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I, I do appreciate that Marvel is taking that route of you know we're not doing the Disney Plus thing. We're yeah. going to save this for the movie theaters, but at the same time, I think all of their stuff has shifted though. From if I'm not mistaken, I, like literally everything, I, they still have some. Like, it does seem like it's getting releases. compressed more. Like yes, everything is shifting, but there's not as much gap in between the things now. So for instance, I, this is completely incorrect. I'm just throwing this out as a hypothetical. So let's say Black Widow in February, and then uh, it was gonna be Spider-Man in uh, um, uh, May. Yeah. Now it would be like Black Widow in March, Spider-Man in April, that yeah. kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, there's there's still the same amount of movies, but there's gonna be less time in between I kind of thing. That that's what I'm seeing as the trend. Having bre- you gotta have breathers in between. I all do this. think that Marvel is doing six months. Okay. Because it's like whatever's coming out in May, then they have like a November release. Now and they also there have is the TV one- shows too that are on the Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. Now that now there is one caveat with the Disney and Marvel thing though. Technically Marvel Studios is doing that. But Sony is going Spider-Man crazy right now. Yeah, they are. That's all they, they have. They <laughs> had the Venom movie in production. They had Morbius in production. Venom was supposed. Morbius was supposed to release in July. Mm-hmm. Venom was supposed to release two weeks ago. Now Venom's next 
uh, August, I believe. Yeah. Or no, July. Yeah. Morbius is March mm-hmm. right now. So um, all of that. And then there was even a few other little things they had kind of in pre-production that, that they're even calling like untitled Spider-Man project. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I know they had a lot of shit in works. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Sony is going to be that monkey wrench in Marvel's release Probably, plans. Yeah. Because Sony has full control control over promotion, release, mm-hmm. everything. All they have is the good graces of Marvel going, okay, fine, you can play with our toys. Yeah. You know, that that's all they <laughs> yeah. have. It's that's okay, their, fine. That's their big IP to stay in theaters. Yeah, so I think Sony is going to get a little gun-ho and just, I think that they're going to rock the boat on this. Same thing with fucking DC. DC got all excited because they put out a colorful movie and it did well and they're like, <gasps> We're going to do it with everything. Yeah. <laughs> Here's all the toys. And actually, maybe to kind of round it off, since we kind of went down a geeky, comic booky route, uh, we talked about the Batman trailer on spot on uh, Patreon, and we released that through the main feed as a couch potatoes. Um, but let's talk real quick about the recent Spider-Man news, because we won't have too oh, much to cover. Man. Yeah, because I'm kind of... a lot. Yeah, yeah. it is a lot. <laughs> what did I miss? So, uh, in general Marvel news, Sam Raimi has been confirmed to direct the new Doctor Strange movie. Nice. So, they've already... And that movie is called Multiverse of Madness. Okay. So, they're already introducing the multiverse and kind of introducing the fact that alternate realities can exist, which we saw little glimpses of in Endgame yep. anyway. Yeah. But they're, they're going to kind of dive further into it with this new Doctor Strange movie. So, everyone, as soon as they saw Sam Raimi was involved, is going, <gasps> Spider-Man dude is involved with an official Marvel thing. That's the same thing that they did with uh, fucking uh, Joss Whedon and uh, and uh, the DC movie with uh, what was it Justice League? I was like the the DC right, movie, but <laughs> that's crossing over Marvel DC. This yeah. is still Marvel. Well, Sony Marvel crossover it's Marvel. That's true. He wrote Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man true. is Marvel. And, and from the beginning though too is they had they said that Doctor Strange was going to be playing a role in Spider-Man 3. Well, now, that yeah, that recently that just came out. That just came out. I thought that was I thought that was from the start. No, that was only oh, okay. a rumor because oh, it, it was it, no, they so okay, I know what you're talking about. I'll lead into that in just yeah. a second cuz that cuz that was something I was actually contemplating a few different things on. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Um but yeah, so Sam Raimi got involved with Doctor Strange and everyone lost their shit. Then the more or actually no, first the Morbius trailer came out yeah. and he's walking through an alley and you actually see the Sam Raimi version of Spider-Man on a poster. Okay. But it's supposed to be the Tom Holland universe. Yeah. yeah. It, but it wasn't the correct costume. They kind of backtracked also, and went, oh, well, you know, we didn't know if we were able to announce that all this was connected. We just kind of threw something up Spider-verse, there. Spider-Verse, baby. Also, they on the bus, they have the old the Sam Raimi Daily Bugle logo because exactly because in homecoming or far from home rather uh the daily bugle had a different logo it had like a info wars mocked up kind of look look to it but in the uh rainy verse daily bugle it looked more like just a traditional newspaper with a bugle and all that but in the morbius trailer it's that same logo again on the side of a bus it basically looks like they're in like early like mid-2000s Sam Raimi universe. universe. Also, J.K. Simmons is still J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. 
Well, so let's let's kind of pull that in a little bit. So that that was the first little bits that we were getting was okay. Sam Raimi's involved with Doctor Strange, and ooh, there's some weird shit going on with the Morbius trailer. Within the past week, it's been confirmed that Jamie Fox is going to be part of Spider-Man Three, as playing Electro. 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 Yep, and he said that's the one bit of news I heard. The thing everybody's like, oh, he's playing his his Electro. No, he said in like a, a post, tweet, a tweet like the next day after he confirmed that he's going to be Electro. He's like, I'm not going to be blue this time. Yeah, he said straight up that he's not going to be blue. But but when he announced it, everyone's like, oh shit, this means Amazing Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man, same universe somehow. Mm-hmm. But then he Spider Verse. That's then, what it's going to be. But then he was like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to be blue. But now there's all of these fucking rumors, dude, of Tobey Maguire signing and Andrew Garfield signing on. They played Spider-Man the past two. Yeah, right. Um, and then there's talks of like Green Goblin from Sam Raimi's universe coming in. Mm-hmm. A new like I think I think it's a new villain, which is like what Craven? Yeah, is that, Craven's gonna be in there. Oh, so the rumors. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, have, so the Jamie Foxx thing was the first thing, but there's one bit in all of that that people didn't talk about as much. And I had to, I did a little digging just to make sure it wasn't fake. And he actually did do this. When he sent out that tweet, the tweet was connected to an Instagram post. His Instagram post said the exact same thing, but he had photos attached. And one was just like him kind of giving a thumbs up, you know, that kind of thing. But there were two photos in it. If you swiped, it was a fan art. It wasn't like pre-production anything. It was clearly fan art. Yeah. But what it looked like is that fucking beam from Independence Day uh, that like you know shot down straight into the middle of you know uh, yeah, yeah. New York. It looked like that, but it was three unmasked Spider-Man from the back looking at it. But oh, you could tell by the haircut that it was a Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and a Tom Holland. You know, just oh, by damn, the back dude. of the heads and the spiders on the back, you could tell that's what it was. He deleted it like within an hour. Oh shit! But I I looked up and that wasn't like fake. He that he did post that and that was in that same post where he said I'm not gonna be blue this time. <clears throat> so that was cool. Then, like you said, there was a bunch of rumors kind of rolling around like within like days. Like all of this fucking rumors of past movies, mm-hmm. past Spider-Man movies. Basically it was always together. rumored that there was going to be a major MCU character uh, in Spider-Man 3, the new one. I was saying for the longest time that they're going to do Daredevil mm-hmm. because the Netflix Daredevil series is no more, but people still want that. That is now officially part of Marvel. Like They, yep. they did another little workaround thing to yep. where now they own that they series. They own Daredevil. They own uh, Iron, Iron Fist, Fist, all that. Yeah, so, yeah, so, and all that. Yep. And so, and I think Feige said, no, that, yeah, Feige. I think he said something about he now runs the streaming and the TV part of it too. Like they finally gave yep. him control. And I think that meant he now has the ability to wrap it in. Mm-hmm. I may be completely wrong on yeah, that. Yeah, because but the uh, agents of shield stuff, they've done some shit in there that is mm-hmm. not Canon, but it's like, they've done like crazy things, but it's not Canon. Exactly. Like, um, there's one from the end of the show, uh, Coulson's like in like a flying like a fucking flying car going down and the um, what's the fucking the thing that gets destroyed in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier the Tesseract 
No, no, no the, um, like building the. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking it's about. It's like the headquarters that yeah. gets destroyed. Um, I forget what it's called. Shields, too. Headquarters. It's basically Shield's oh, yeah. headquarters. It gets destroyed though, but it's in the background, and okay. oh, they were it. like, "No, that's not fucking canon. Yeah, that's just their and, their and shit." Exactly what you're saying. They they're kind of the rails. They're they're kind of even doing damage control and kind of giving a little bit of a guide, going, mm-hmm. "All right, look, we're gonna make a little bit of this canon." So I'm thinking. Okay, Mysterio unmasked Spider-Man at the end of Far From Home. He's going to be in a world of shit now. Mm-hmm. He needs a lawyer. Who fucking better than to introduce it than fucking Matt Murdock? That Hell would yeah, be dude. so cool. And he immediately calls it. He goes, or, you know, he's, or just something happens or like, he does it. Oh, okay, here we go. I, I, I had it in my head. He's the Daredevil movie. <laughs> well, I had it in my head and I forget how I had it work up to where like he was, Peter was able to like, get the public to agree that it wasn't him but he still had to go to court or something to that effect but like Murdoch immediately like literally sniffs it out he goes oh you are Spider-Man he goes no no I'm not no yeah. I'm not you you know this is all fake that's why I'm hiring you you he's know like, this is all fake sure. he goes no 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 you are Spider-Man I, I can tell and he's just like shit how do you know oh here we go how do you know yeah that guy that helped you with the fucking you know so and so earlier yeah that was me you uh, know so uh, that kind of shit being like you know I, 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 I can smell you motherfucker yeah. I, I, can, I can hear your same breath okay I know it's you <laughs> but I thought it was going to be that but they actually confirmed that Doctor Strange is going to be the guy in Spider-Man 3 now which means the guy that directed the original Spider-Man films is now directing the new Doctor Strange movie, and that Doctor Strange is now going to be involved in Spider-Man 3, and now we've got all the other bullshit going on, so yes! And I- not only that, the Spider-Man is supposed the Spider-Man sequel is supposed to be before Doctor Strange. Yes, so ah, I just... Mm, 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 <laughs> so much to look forward to. I really feel like... Great, dude. I really... If, if they shit the bed on this and don't do a multiverse and... I'm going to be mad. Yeah, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Dude, I'm going to be pissed. I want to see old man Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. <laughs> but they're already doing the... the- I don't even fucking care if they just show up and they're just... Like, it could be a literal... It could be a cameo. I don't even give a fuck. Yes! Pop their head in and go, Hey, this is my universe. And then yeah. disappear. I'll be so fucking happy. <laughs> so we're, so we're going to have two movies. Two Spider-Man movies with the cartoon and the live action full of Spider-Verses. Well, I think they realized... I think that that was the test run. I think they realized with that one, people will get... Had got behind. But they're making a sequel to that one too, aren't they? Yeah, it's different things. But it's different things because it's animated. Um, Different... Different audiences and shit like that. Well, audiences, but also it's like... They... It's not like they took from... It's not like they had an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I was going to say, that's, that's the true. important thing. Yeah. None of those three showed up in that yeah, movie. None of and them the Spider-Verse uh, cartoons is all about Miles Morales. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then Miles, yeah, Miles is in there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this would be a way to introduce Miles into the universe. Yeah. Uh, I almost have it like a... Uh, you probably don't remember. Did you ever watch uh, Fairly Odd Parents or Jimmy Neutron? Fairly Odd Parents, uh, quite a bit, but I, it was... Do you, do you remember when those two crossed over and they no. did like dual episodes? No. Okay, so you know the style of Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Jimmy Neutron was that really rudimentary kind of 3D style. Yeah. They would do crossover episodes where they would like split the, like Jimmy would do some sort of thing in his shop and figure out how to break open a portal. And, gotcha. But he would jump, they would jump into the Fairly Odd Parents universe and he would be designed in that style. Okay. It wouldn't be like 3D in a yeah. 2D world. Butch Hartman would animate Jimmy. Jimmy Neutron, and then they would pull 
Jimmy into his universe and he'd be a 3D model and shit okay. like that. So I think it would be cool if they wound up doing that with the Spider-Verse, where it's like, hey, we're pulling Miles in, but now that we pulled Miles in, he's a legit character. But it also gives the opportunity for voice acting for Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire in the future yeah. to jump into the animated Spider-Verse. Be cool shit, dude. Kind of like a new way, like with like what they did with uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where they get yeah. a TV show and the Spider-Verse gets its own little uh, sub. Mm-hmm. That way uh, there's an animated series. ongoing universe and a live action yep. ongoing universe and then every so often they can Avengers it and there. find ways to kind of cross the two over. There you go, Disney and or Sony. Give us a bow. <laughs> so no, I'm, I'm excited. I honestly do hope that they... My huge hopes is that they'll have some sort of big climax at the end with all three fighting. That would be cool. Be but awesome, I feel like that's reaching a little too high. Yeah. But if they don't do some sort of thing where at least all three are in the room together, looking at each other, going, this is fucking weird. The Spider-Man pointing meme. <laughs> they don't even have to go that far with it, but just kind of being like, I don't know. I'll, I'll clerk this. Have they explained with Peter? Is Peter, I'm um, sorry, it was uh, Tom Holland's, his web, is it organic or is it? Uh, the only it? organic one is Toby. See, that, that, that could be an exchange. That, that's what I was going to say. I want, shit, they're all I want a clerk-style moment yeah. where the three of them are sitting there comparing their universes, being yeah. like, so what's your Mary Jane look like? Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Mary Jane? No, I'm dating Gwen. You're dating Gwen State? Yeah. No, what? <laughs> and, that thing, and then Toby's just like, check this shit out. You're like, ew! That was, that was another thing I, I heard. Another rumor was that Kirsten Dunst signed... It's a rumor, of course. There were all these fucking rumors. Yeah, yeah. But the, there was a rumor that Kirsten Dunst signed on to play her, her Mary Jane, Damn. and that the I don't know the guy's name, but the Green Goblin from the Andrew Garfield movies signed on oh, to do. I hope to, not. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Green Goblin. I think he just signed on to play Harry. I didn't like his Harry. I didn't like the guy. Either. I was gonna say, if anything, I mean, if you're getting Toby get McGuire, fucking go. Willem Dafoe back and well, get that motherfucker in some prosthetics. I heard that they're going to do the original Green Goblin, so they might. It so might. Disney can afford James Franco. Be these things where they're pulling from it, the uh, the events that are in the movies might not have happened yet. So that guy could play Harry mm. Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Could mm-hmm. could come in. It could like literally they could, and with Sony owning it, they could just be like, "Oh, well, this shit popped up at you know an hour into the first Spider-Man movie." Mm, yeah. Ooh, what about three Spider-Men, three Green, uh, Green Goblins, James Franco, Willem Dafoe, and the Amazing Spider-Man Goblin? Two of them are against Parker, uh, 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 Tobey Maguire. But there's not a. <sighs> They could just Don't do a new Green Goblin. Quit shit on my movie ideas. Do the Hot Goblin finally. Oh, dude. Uh, Chris Morrison, he said That's that. That's a good idea, though. Yeah, it three, is. Three. It is. No, uh, Mor- Morrison had That's a good one. That's the only one that they share. Yeah. He goes, I, I uh, he goes on uh, <laughs> it, uh, Morrison on the Couch Potatoes episode, he goes, dude, and he goes, in Spider-Man 3, he goes, what he should have done is he should have looked at, he goes, um, um, fucking Franco. Yeah. He goes, Franco should have looked at that gear and went, I'm not green. He goes, he should have fucking spray painted that shit. I was hoping they would have done that and just put a fucking cloak on. Yes. And just been like, I'm the fucking hobgoblin. It's like, yes, that's not comic book canon, but I don't give a fuck. That would have been cool as hell. That's how the, um, cause in the animated show that I watched when I was a kid, it was the hobgoblin's henchman. It was a hobgoblin for, he was a kingpin henchman, but it was through Norman. Yep. 
so Norman knew who he was, made this shit for him, and mm-hmm. then whenever Kingpin like is like fuck you, Norman, and blows his shit up, yeah, with the gas, um, he goes into the room where the hobgoblin uniform is, yep, and it like turns green and yep. purple, it turns from blue and blue and orange and uh, like yellow, it turns from that into like that fucking green and purple, yep, and then that's when Norman goes crazy and then mm-hmm. puts the suit on and just pops out of there and okay. then a few seasons later you get the hairy one so it's yeah. like you got the trifecta you got all three and i think that's a great intro for mm-hmm. it i think that's cool I, I like the way they did it in the Raimi one where it's just the experiment but yep. i like that too how great is uh vincent d'onofrio's uh kingpin in the tv uh series for daredevil by the way never seen daredevil it's good the i haven't se- watched it yet either I've, watch it. I've heard it's watch, excellent watch the first season just because vincent d'onofrio's kingpin is fucking terrifying Oh yeah, As he, even he said he's like I would like he said he was something in a tweet and he was like I would like to be in Spider-Man three. Yeah, like he was saying that D'Onofrio, basically he was basically saying that sweet. you know he would love to be Kingpin in a in like a a movie. He was a better uh, TV he was a better villain for Marvel in general than a lot of the movie villains mm-hmm. I think. Hell yeah, Kingpin's like the standard like I don't know that's book from that. From that cartoon, I always it's, thought it's of like a B. He's like a B villain, but a really good B villain. Yeah, I always thought of him as like the main, uh, a main villain of Spider-Man. But then I realized, you know, later on that he's basically a, a villain of Daredevil. I think that's just a product of us watching the '90s series yeah. because he he played such a big role in the '90s. I, yeah. I was under the same impression, and because of the '80s series, I considered Doctor Doom a Spider-Man villain too. Yeah. But he was primarily Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. My first Kingpin was fucking Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, yep. dude. John <laughs> he's still a cool, he's still a cool one. I like. I'm a bad man, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Green Mile. Well, we've been going for a pretty decent run time on this one. I feel like it's about time that we kind of wrap it up just a little bit. Uh, but first, before we do that, let's dig on into our Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Cap, what the hell have you been listening to? Other than copious amounts of Van Halen, rest in peace, King Edward, I've been listening to a lot of Telephone Lovers. Okay. Uh, they have a self-titled full album that came out in 2017 that's really good. Just fucking uh, full-on 70s uh, Ziggy Stardust era David Bowie sounding rock music with... Cool guitar licks and killer songs and sounds like a really good rock and roll band. They've only had this album and an EP of two songs that came out in 2018. And I'm not sure what their story is or what happened to them, but they're a pretty fucking solid rock and roll band. Hell yeah, man. Well, Jared, what the hell have you been listening to? I've been all over the place, but usually that's that's me in general. Um, lately, I'm just going to go over the past few days. I've been listening to a lot of uh, this like indie rock band, Metric. Really like them. Um, if you want to listen to an album, I say check out. Uh, sorry, check out. Uh, what the fuck is it called? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, check out like "Grow Up and Blow Away." It's a good intro intro to them. That was like their. It was an album before their like first like major release, and yeah, I think they did like two major label releases, and then everything else has been self produced they they've seen to have a, a really good following they, they i mean they have they play like stadiums and shit and hell yeah uh it's all diy so yeah. no i, I you I gotta love cool the diy shit. what's the name um, of the band metric 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 um and then also i've been listening to um 
just today, um, I was listening to a lot of uh, Viagra Boys and Wildlife. Hell yeah. The Viagra Boys, the consistency of energy is (laughs) really fucking good album. That's what Viagra is, isn't it? Consistency of energy. I guess it's technically an EP. That's fine. Mine's an EP too. (laughs) And of course, Wildlife, we talked about them enough on the show. (laughs) Best album of 2020. And honestly, um, for me, uh, mine kind of stems from our... um, show that we release every Saturday called You Gotta Hear This. Um, to kind of give a little bit of a tease coming up on that, we listened to a Damned record in a couple weeks. And uh, this one did not make the cut mainly because it's just so short, but it'll be my what are we listening to, the Friday the 13th EP. Great bass playing on that album. I love this Damned record. <laughs> um, and it, it comes in second place. My number one is what we listen to on the show. But this one is really great because Disco Man and Billy Bad Breaks are just two fun, upbeat songs. It's just classic kind of fun, like pop punk damned. But then Limit, Clo- uh, Limit Club and Citadel are two kind of creepy, slower ones. And it just it's a really good balance. They really get you with a fun intro. They bring it down some, then they bring you back up, and then they give you one more creepy kind of vibey one at the end and oh, yeah. it's it to me is as thanos would say perfectly balanced <laughs> <laughs> that's just peaked uh peak damned isn't it absolute in my book it is i think it's great so no i all four in my opinion are fucking great songs it's a little bit harder to find it on spotify you have to scroll through yeah. this shit but the friday the 13th ep i think is fantastic and again, guys, it's been fun kind of getting back in the saddle doing this again. Back in the saddle again. <laughs> uh, Nailed we, it. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll definitely be doing more shows. We'll get some more people in here. We've been talking to some folks on the side, and they want to come in and do some episodes. And Again, plenty of new music to talk about. Yeah. There's a bunch of new music coming out and all that good shit. So stay tuned. And of course, sign up for the Patreon. Only a dollar a month. You get two to three extra shows every week. I think that's a fucking steal. I'd say so. <laughs> and plus, you're helping for us out. The, the, more, the more Patreon subscribers we get, the more we can do. That means we can get better equipment. We can do more things. So make it grow. We're trying to do this shit. Yes, <laughs> the, indeed. The villains yeah. can't do anything right now, so we're kind of <laughs> focusing on the podcast. It's just taking us this long to get into the swing of things between quarantine and then becoming jobless rockers and having to get used to that workflow. Just leave a review. You don't, It doesn't have to be good or bad. Just leave one. Just leave a review. Just leave a review and do something. And Cap, do you have a... Well, actually, real quick, Jared, thank you for coming in. Thanks, for having Thanks me. buddy. <laughs> we got your I, song intro. That's all we fucking needed. <laughs> Go listen to the Body Bags on Spotify. Their new EP, EP record, what do you want to call it? We're calling it a record. I mean, eight, okay. eight songs is a record in 2020. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the new record. Show them some love. Give them the follow on Spotify because, again, we understand the game. That shit matters. Hit that follow yes. button. Hit the favorites. Do all that shit. We love the body bags. They are Hobo Wolfman alum. So, of course, show them some love. Now, Captain, you have a fucking outro for us. All right, guys. I'm going to send the mid- uh, minutes to you guys via email. So, uh, meeting adjourned. Meeting adjourned. Meeting adjourned. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll. I wanna stall in your slash and move it. But you put your knife straight through me. Run me over with a car. That's my head in with a guitar. Tell it over like this.
Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month. At patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.